Had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, June 5th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting your MBA in just 12 months, business.louisville.edu. On the air today from 312 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the big X, Mike Rutherford here with uh, Trevor Kelsey behind the glass, producing the hell out of the show as always. And I was going to start off, and I, I still will, talk about how everything seemed to go like our way this weekend. It was one of those people, radio show hosts love just bitching and complaining constantly. Like, everything is wrong in your life. The airlines are terrible, blah, blah. Like, it's great filler content for radio shows. Being angry, I guess, is, is just better than, than being happy for shows. But this weekend, I was like, you know, we're going to have a reversal of, of radio persona talk here where it just seemed like everything kind of went right this weekend. And then I'm coming in and I had no idea. And I see the email now that came in my, into my inbox at 2.42, so like 10 minutes after I've left home, that 64 West was shut down for six miles for the next 10 days, it looks like. So... I did not realize that. That's how I get here every day. The 64 West is right by my house. I had to go all the way back down Taylorsville Road by our actual studio, by, by where we usually go at like at 347, which was a uh, 247, which was a nice little kick in the uh, you know what, and then go all the way up down the other way, out, get on the water, and then get on 65 North and come over here. The good news was I didn't have to actually pay a toll. I didn't have to use the toll bridge, so that's saved me eight bucks for today. But uh, it also made us late on the air today. But I had no idea that 64 West was going to be shut down, and now I'm seeing that it's going to be shut down for two weeks. So we're going to have to combat that. I don't know how it's going to add time to the commute. We're going to have to add that into the schedule. We're going to have to figure that out, but whatever. We'll, we'll make it work. Trevor Kelsey, how are you on this Monday afternoon? It's warm again, but we're getting used to it now. You're getting used to it, Skinny. Yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still I was sitting in the car waiting on you with the AC on and the shirt off. You could have brought the show on. I, I texted you that. You could have brought it on like the normal time and, and vamped. Let us yeah, know. I also could have put my shirt on, but we didn't. That, that didn't happen either. Why did you want to bring it on? <laughs> yeah, I had to get out of the car. It was it felt, I was comfy. Well, <laughs> would have been nice. I didn't. If, and for what it's worth, it makes me feel better. I didn't know 64 West was closed either. I had no idea. Like I never go 64. I, I'm always on like 265 and 71. So it was one of those moments where you know I, I just cut down. 
um, Winchester right there in St. Matthews, and like you just you come out of that light, 64 West is right there. And I like get ready to turn on, and I see like all these barricades and like all this pavement, and nobody on 64 West beyond it. And it's one of those I was like, okay, <laughs> not take you think about trying it. Maybe, I, maybe I, I should go. Well, but then I saw the entire highway is like shut down, so I was like. Not sure what I'm going to do now, and I was like, "Yeah, I texted you. I'm like, not sure what I'm going to be there, but definitely going to be late." I had to think about what route to go. Had no idea. Just plugged it into my phone, and it, it took me that way. And it was like, you know, 3:08 arrival time, and I was like, "Son of a." Have you ever been on a road trip and been on a road and like, it just it's utterly empty, and you haven't seen a car for what feels like hours, and you go, start thinking to yourself, "Is it? Am I on the? Am I on a road that's closed?" I've. Yes, in the days before, like phone and your GPS, like the MapQuest days, I there was a, a t- I traveled through Iowa to Iowa through the night, and at one point it's like a two lane road, and I it, I had gone for a long time without seeing a car, and I was like, am I is this right? Like I I was like, I, if I'm wrong, I'm I've got no idea where to go from here. So. I was over a bridge one time, and he started freaking me out. I was like, am I just going to come to end? Because I've had that dream many a times. Where you, uh, you 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 lose control and you go off a bridge. I've had go, I've had bridge streams. Yeah, and that's why I don't like bridges normally. But and I was just I remember just sitting there thinking like it was. And keep in mind I think it was like four in the morning or three in the morning. Or so. It was like in the middle of the night. But it was like a, this is you know a place where it's normally like there's traffic. I'm like I haven't seen anybody on either side for what feels like miles. I'm like did I miss the <laughs> no no Audrey when they close roads they put up big signs like that one. You know that's what I was expecting to see before you know being my final thoughts. Yeah, I've had that happen before, but thankfully we got here on time. So that was that was good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Well, not on time technically, but yeah, not not on time. But I was on time, but we're here. That's okay. That's all that matters. We're good to go. Well, again, you were on time. You could have gotten us on the air. You could have done the you know, you know, back in the day if somebody was late, you know, you just you'd be like, okay, producer will take us on, talk for a few minutes. I'm gonna be there in a second. Could have done that. Are you tradi- have you been traditionally late for all your other places? No, when we had explains why you were available at this moment. <laughs> no, there were multiple times where like John and I were supposed to go to like on a remote and like the equipment wouldn't work or whatever, and so we had to go back to the studio and we'd be like, all right, you just you talk for ten minutes, we're going to be there, and that would happen. Who was that? Uh, Spencer Keatsman was our first producer. Okay. Then we had Brian Hall, and then at seven ninety we had my guy uh, Mud Ken Mud, who was awesome, and then Elliot Turton, who was very very cool. Um, I've always loved my producers up until now. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for you just to be like, um, and not remember any of the names. I'm like, this is going to be me in five years. Oh, no, no, What no. was that fat guy's name that used to smoke all the time and constantly interrupted me? God, what was his name? I've, no, I've, I've, I've liked, and I say that seriously, I've liked every single producer we've had. Um, and, like, Elliot, actually, the last producer we had at 790, was uh, he lived on my street. We didn't find that out until like, like a few weeks after we started working together. So I would still see him a decent amount the last three years, uh, which, is, which has been cool. He's a, he's a very good guy. But uh, we had a, had a good weekend. I want to talk about my weekend, but I want to hear about yours, first of all. How, how yeah. was the, the weekend here at, at Casa de Kelsey? Kelsey Manor. Kelsey Manor. It is a manor. It is, it, I don't know what, what makes it that, but it is, because I named it that way. Uh, pretty, pretty basic day. I did win on the heat. On last night, nice. well, thankfully, so I did did put a last ditch effort on them getting eight points. So covered that. Um, that was pretty much. I did. Oh, I finished Ted Lasso. Okay. Have you not started eyes yet? I assume I yet? have not started it. Um, not bad. Um, so, but I'll, I'll let you get to it. I was. I spent a lot of the, on Saturday as I, as I finished it, uh, texting with some friends about it and going and, and discussing it. Uh, rewatched Taken for some reason last night. I don't know why. Um. 
And then that's about it. Pretty much a lazy weekend for me. Not that that really like should shock anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I'm waiting for the day when you come in. And you're like, <laughs> I, I blow your mind with something. Went on a nice little hike. We went to the uh, the Indiana Dunes. Uh, big hike around Seneca Park. Took the uh, you know babysat the, some friends' kids and, and took them out to drive-in movie. Like all this sort of thing. Like, Did a little scuba diving. Had a blind date. That went great. Yeah. Which is what's helpful because you I know, went being dancing. Back, she's blind, she couldn't see me. Dad <laughs> <laughs> joke. We went dancing. We went to the Electric Cowboy. I don't know. I think I don't think that's a straight bar, is it? <laughs> I, again, I said I wanted to be surprised. I, I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> then again, I guess if I'm gonna take a date to a bar, I'd probably want to take her to a gay bar. Best chance no one would take her from me. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the only, the only time I want a chance I have of that happening. Wouldn't be so sure. That's... <laughs> yeah, because you know any woman with me is about to turn anybody straight, right? Uh... Come on, Elaine. Elaine tried to convert one. She's not doing that again. <laughs> uh, by the way, we do want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line, as many of you have already voiced your displeasure at us not being on the air on time. But uh, if you have other thoughts, please let us know at 502-414-1450. It is the Thornton's Tax Line. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. Anytime you stop into one of the 89,312 area Thornton's locations, do so and then text us at 502-414-1450. So I mentioned on Friday we were going to, to Columbus, specifically Dublin, for uh, spend the weekend with, with, with podcast Trevor, Danny, who I do the podcast with. First of all, I don't think you said specifically Dublin, because that's where I once lived briefly. Yes, we did, because you always say that. I do. I yeah. w- no, I know you didn't say it, because I didn't say it this time. Yes, you did. You said no. it on Friday. You were at Columbus. You're like, well, I want the record. I want the record. Like, you know, Dublin's the last part. I'm like, for the fifth time, that's where Danny lives. We're, and that's what, you're like, is the tournament actually in Dublin or Columbus? And I said, it's actually in Dublin. I don't... We did not have that conversation. I mean, how many times do we have to do this and then check the tape and realize? We've never checked the tape. Usually I believe you, but this time I'm I'm calling BS. On Friday, you called BS on you saying Jefferson Town, and it took a million people texting in to say that you had said Jefferson Town. No, no, that one I believe. Yeah. But but this, I would remember. Anyways, (laughs) good God, already. I'm going to listen to that broadcast. Please do. I would love to. I mean, then we'll do it on Thursday, and I'll say Dublin. You'd be like, Columbus or Dublin? Because you know I used to live in Dublin. Every single oh, time. I can't wait to listen to Friday's show. When Please I do. You're going to hear it tomorrow. The thing is, you won't do it anyway. Probably not. Exactly. If I did, I'll forget to bring it up on Tuesday regardless. So we went to Dublin <laughs> to stay with, with Danny, who I did the podcast with, who's moved up there for the last few years, and then go to the Memorial Tournament. And the thing was, so we were going to be there late because other people were going up early in the day. I've got to do the radio show here until 6. So we knew we weren't going to get there till like 11. And at that point, it was like, yeah, people want, it's going to be an early morning. Let's just get a hotel. We can. You know, we don't have to worry about sleeping arrangements and all this stuff. So Mary's searching for hotels on the way up that she can use her points for. And I do feel bad about this. We, we stayed at the hotel. It was, it was nice. And, and then we go to you know, meet up with everybody at their house in the morning. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's the hotel where we had, like, our entire wedding. And I just, just know about So long story short, Danny's wedding in 2012, like, there's a huge storm that rips through Columbus it knocks out the power of their church. It knocks out where they're going to have their rehearsal dinner. It knocks out where they're going to have their reception. So they, they end up having to do, like, everything at the hotel. The rehearsal dinner the night before is at the hotel. The reception's at the hotel. Like, everything is at this hotel. It, like, I, I had Would a, you think God's trying to tell you not to get married if that happens? Well, no. Because <laughs> I, I will say, like, out of all of our friends, like, I, I love my wife more than anything. 
if this had happened or like she would have just she not would not been able to handle it like she would have just been in tears like this would have been a catastrophe like i don't know what to do like maybe this is a sign like danny and kim are the most laid back couple that i know and they very much just just went with it you know it's gonna be fine we'll have a good time and it ends up being one of the most fun weddings i've ever been to which might be why i didn't remember like (laughs) the hotel at all like that much fun huh the thing is like after he said i'm like oh yeah i'm like i'm pretty sure we stayed at the exact same place like like my room was I, i may have stayed in the exact same room both times i just had no it just did not hit at all until they said it but Real quick, were you going to not stay in a hotel? Were you just going to stay at their house with them over the weekend? Or well, we did stay on. We we were planning on Saturday, but on Friday night, like their kids were still staying there, so it was gonna be like limited space. And it, like they were drinking, like they started drinking at like five. So of course they did the thing when we we're driving up, like you guys, you got to come. Don't worry about it. We're gonna. And I'm like at eleven o'clock, those girls are gonna be asleep, and everyone's gonna want to be, which is exactly what happened. If we'd gotten there at eleven o'clock. We would have said hi. We would have like you know, and slept on couches for thirty minutes. So we're like, why not? Just you know, we'll get a hotel. It'll be fine. I don't know. I just I feel like at a certain age, you should just get a hotel regardless. You should don't need to be crashing at the friend's house. Well, we, we set it up for like everybody. Like their kids found sitters. Like they had, they've, they've got a big enough house. Like they've got oh, rooms oh, for everybody oh, to sleep. They live in Dublin. It's a rich neighbor. It's a rich town. Yeah. That, so you've said. Uh, so <laughs> well, we, I couldn't stay. So we had yeah, we had places to sleep, and it was it was and plus like you know we wanted to all hang out like late night and have you know feel like the old days. So, like, that was interesting, like, just him saying, oh, yeah, that's where every part of our wedding was, and clearly you didn't remember it. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, but so Saturday, we, we went to the golf tournament, made an early day, and I said this on the podcast last week, like, we had, the four of us had, the four guys who were going, we, like, wanted to make a group bet on somebody to win, so we all put, like, our top three picks for the weekend. We highlighted the three guys I think who overlapped in our picks and we're like let's look at some value you know John Rahm Scott Sheffield they're gonna have low odds we ended up settling on Victor Hovland at 22 to 1 so we all made we made a hundred dollar bet on him to win and so he was doing okay we're kind of watching him we're excited to see Hovland and I mean yesterday like we come home he ends up winning by the way spoiler alert like he wins the tournament we 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 cash the bet I I had a record I was gonna watch it tonight sorry there was one guy who like on my Instagram was like I was so much for watching this later tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry I spoiled your memorial viewing. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. But he won in a playoff. It was, it was thrilling. But the actual, the, the, the day at the golf course, it was fantastic. It was very hot. Um, this is the first, this is like my first reintroduction to like drinking, like real drinking since I, I got sick. So I didn't know how it was going to go. What about Derby and Reds game? That was light drinking? Like, I mean, I, I had like two beers at the Reds game. Yeah, I never it's had, so hot you did that. You might as well yeah. not it in here. Yeah. I've never had, and then I didn't drink at all. It's like the after thing. So I, I, I mean, basically I had not had more than two drinks at anything. That's all you had at Derby too? Was like two drinks? Everything at, at Derby, I had like two drinks. Derby, I think, only, I didn't actually drink. We had, went to a friend's house for a party. And you say drinks, you're talking beer, right? Beer, whatever drink. I don't know. I mean, you're doing shots of Jaeger for all I know. So apparently, like, <laughs> I I, you, you joke, like, liquor is supposed to be better for you, like, right now with this, for whatever reason. So I have been doing more liquor drinks. Like, just beers, apparently, beer and wine are, like, the worst things you can drink with this, because they're high histamine. But, so I had, we, they had these drinks at the golf course called Transfusions. It's very good, like, vodka, grape juice, lime juice, swirl around. It, it's, it's, like, their signature drink. We had some before, Danny made some before we went, had some there, and, like, I'm, I'm, feel, I, I'm back. I'm feeling good. And then, of course, like, it's 95 degrees, and I'm not feeling good, like, two hours later because it's very hilly course. But it was awesome. We got to see, I mean, you know, it's a cool thing to see these guys who are the best in the world at this one thing. Like, John Rahm's right in front of you. Scotty Scheffler's right in front of you. Saw Roy McElroy. Saw Ricky Fowler. But the most, I think, 
interesting part of the day, at least from a like listener perspective, even if you don't care at all about uh, golf. We finished the day on 18, and we kind of sat like in the middle of the fairway where the drives were going, just so we could. You know, a lot of guys are pushing their drives right by the bunkers. We'll be really, cl- really close to them. So twice, balls came and hit spectators that were right by us. The second time, it hit the dude literally standing right next to us. Do you get to keep it? Well, no. You know, you know, they, they play the ball. But it was interesting to see that how the two golfers, the difference in the way that they treated the fans. Like this one guy got hit in the thigh, and he was kind of an older guy, and it, it really it bounced and hit him. It didn't hit him all that hard. And it was Luke Donald, who's going to be, I think, Ryder Cup captain. And he came over, and this guy was – he was playing it up a little much. Like, he had this whole story and this whole, like, group of jokes, and Luke Donald's very cordial, and he's talking to him, gives him, like, a bro hug, I think gave him one of his gloves and all this stuff, and, you know, just kind of put up with this guy just talking his ear off as he's trying to hit his final shot on 18. Well, he shouldn't hit him with the ball. Yeah, and, and, but he was nice. He was he was very respectful. The second time, so, so we're, like, sitting there, and they have all these spotters. Nobody says a damn thing when the ball's coming right at you. You'd think that someone would yell. Like, you know, they, they see like the— four? Somebody gives yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the ball right sign from the tee box. You're supposed to, like, yell and let everybody duck. Like, the second time, Sepp Straka, who's a huge dude, the, the, we, don't, we hear nothing until like, I just hear this, Phoop! and this guy next to us is like, Ugh! like he sounds like he sounds like Forrest Gump getting shot in the ass with a gun. He's like, Ugh! bit me. He's like, oh, like it just it goes. He's, I mean, like I, I, I kid you not. Like when I said right next to us, I mean right, like like where this chair is, like the, right next to us. Nice. And he like goes down, and the best is so Danny's little brother briefly had a foray into professional wrestling. I think he wrestled like one show at OVW. We went. He lost a tooth 10 seconds into it. That's why it was his last. So, he, so he's got a fake tooth, and, it, it, and it's one of his two front teeth. So it's very visible. And he had this whole plan where if he got hit with the ball, he was going to go down and take the tooth out and be like, ah, like, I, where is it? Where is it? So he, like, goes down. I should the, do that. The guy next to us gets hit. Colin, like, briefly, like, like starts rolling on the ground, acting like he's going to take the tooth out, and then realizes he's not going to be able to get away with it. But everybody is like, yeah, please back up, except for the gentleman who got hit, all, the, all this stuff. And Sepp Straka walks up. He's got his big Georgia golf bag. And, and he could not have been more of an ass. Like, did not acknowledge the guy who got hit with the ball, even after they told him that he hit a guy with the ball. Like, didn't say anything. Just yelled at everybody to back up 50 times and then hit a shot and went on his way. Like, didn't, like, I was like, what a douche. Like, I, I know it's a minor interaction, but this is how I gauge my, my views on people's personality. Like, Jim Furyk ducking me for an autograph in 2000. Yep. I hated him for the rest of my life because of it. Screw you, Craig Elo. Yeah, I mean, these types of things make an impression. So I'm now a Luke Donald fan. I am not a Sepp Straka fan. He's an ass. That's all you need to know about him. Not a nice guy. And a Georgia Bulldog. Oh, he sucks. Classic Georgia golfer. Patrick like, Reed, same thing. Like, I, First of all, two things. One, golfing was like the like the richest sport. Like, you, you should let him have the golf ball. Just put another one down. Well, or okay. just give him one of your other ones. Oh, yeah, just give him another one. You're not allowed to change the ball out. That, that's, uh, well, a, that's a rule. You I can't just take, pick the ball up and, and take it all, They're all the same, right? They're all just like little white balls with divots in them? Well, you, but you got to play it where it lies. <laughs> well, you can put the ball, a new ball right there. I mean, anyway, once the ball lands in my pocket, <laughs> you get a drop. Okay. Didn't know I get to keep the ball. But the thing is, I mean, if you pick that's it up. My, that's not your ball, sir. That's mine if you're reaching for it. If you pick it up out of the rough, you know, you're going to give yourself like a better life. You just replace it. That's why you have to, yeah. I would. Uh, Can't move it. And I, I like uh, Danny's uh, brother. I would sell that like I'm the crackhead in Friday. He tried to for a little I bit. Would, I, would, I would just be like, I would make them come and bring me a stretcher and get me out of there. Mainly because I probably wouldn't want to walk at that point anymore. But mostly because, I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm getting paid here. 
Yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, I'm doing it. You judge me all you want, people. You're not gonna get paid though, because you. It's one of those deals. You buy the ticket, you sign a license that says like you know you're. Do you actually sign it, or is it just on the back of the it's, ticket? Yeah, it's on the ticket. It's a it it. It's essentially they teach you this in law class. One of like the three things that I remember. What if I just? What if I claimed I snuck in? <laughs> You'd be screwed. <laughs> you. Everything would be null and void. Like you know, the golfers will typically give you something. I would hope. But like. That's it. Like they, they, they don't have. It's like getting hit with a, a baseball or like a, a, sh, a bat that comes out of somebody's hands in a baseball I mean, game. The Reds screwed us up. My family over once on that. Yeah, more times than not, they're going to come out your way and like give you a bat or something. But they're under no obligation to do so. Like you are, you're, you're taking the risk in your own hands when you buy the ticket. Um, I mean, I would like to think I'm going to see a professional golf tour. No one's going to shank it into the into the crowd, though. Yeah, they will. I mean, they, they, I mean, this is not it like, it's pretty not much like, everyone. It's not like I'm at you know like the the junior championships or something. I mean. It's, <laughs> I would expect you to keep it in the lanes. Yeah, it's not, they're not perfect. Uh, they, they will shank a drive or two. They will go right. And a lot of people on this hole, because it's such a long hole, uh, we're, we're going right, which actually it's where they ended up playing the playoff on Sunday. But it was cool to go home, see the track, the prog- progress. Like, Hovland hit a crazy putt on 17 to get within one. And then we had to have the dude who was leading, Denny McCarthy, he had to bogey 18 to, for there to be a playoff. He bogeys. They play the hole again. He bogeys again. Hovland makes par. We all win individually like 500 bucks, which was very cool nice. on a $25 bet for us, respectively. So I, ended up, I also, I opened, I've never done this before. I told you, ever since college, the only thing that I've ever gambled on, outside of like, you know, friendly wagers with friends and fancy football and stuff, has been horse racing. Just because I, I felt like I got kind of addicted for a brief period in college, and it, I've got that personality, I don't really trust myself. But so I opened up a DraftKings book, because we were going to do, they do this thing at golf tournaments where you can bet like, on holes. Like, like... John Rahm versus Patrick Hodges will come up. If you're sitting there on eight, which is a par three, and you want to just like bet, I think Rahm's going to win this hole, you can do it. It makes it just more fun. to you know, You're there, you're watching it live, you can bet the holes. And so I was like, oh, I, I want to be able to do that. I, I won't wager too much. I ended up winning like 250 bucks like that day on the DraftKings. And I'm like, I've got to take it out now. I, I had to wait till I came over here. I'm, probably, I'm just going to empty out the account today. I'm gonna, I don't want to leave it in there. It was fun for the day. But I know it's it's fleeting. Let's take the wins. Let's move on. We've paid for the weekend with the two winnings. But uh, yeah, I, I can see why people get hooked on the DraftKings. It's it's very easy to use and it's always there. It's well, like that Twin Spires always there. Oh no, I mean the, I agree with Twin Spires, especially with Twin Spires. Like it also lets you watch the race no matter where it is. Which right, is exactly, which is awesome. Very yeah, uh, very intriguing. Um, well, now you're on DraftKings. You can get in and, and on, on our uh, little man's league uh, Sunday extra bonus uh, DFS every week. What's that? It's just where most of us in the league, it's like five bucks, and we do a DFS. Uh, we all just go into a, a daily fantasy thing on DraftKings each week and winner take all. Oh, okay. It's usually about maybe you know, eight or nine of us, depending on how many people want to do it. Sometimes everybody doesn't do it every week. You can get in on it now. I mean, you, can, you, can beat, you can beat Miles. You can beat Finley. See, I'm trying not you to. Can, you can beat our commissioner that I, I can't name and better not say even his the position because he'll get mad at me. He's angry. <laughs> I want to take the money out and just like delete the app. I don't want to use it again. I've, I've made money. I had fun. I don't. I don't want to use it in any other scenario outside of the one where I just described, where I'm like, I'm there, and it's just to make the like the experience of being there better. Well, apparently you're not the only one gambling now. Why? And you know the Lions. Breaking news. Oh no. A Colts player now under investigation for betting on Colts games. Okay, good. I thought it was gonna be more Lions. No, the way you set it up, a, the way you <laughs> set it up, I was like, who else? Well, supposedly there wasn't a Lions player. They said that's gonna come out again. Oh really? That, yeah, outside the six? I, I, yeah, the five? I know. Uh, this this article from the good people at Sports Handle 
Uh, and this link was from Darren Ravel, so I assume it is. There is some facts to it. Uh, does not say the player's name, but said the player, a isolated to one player, placed hundreds of wagers uh, on on sports. Mm. I mean, it's gonna keep happening. What is? I, I, I don't know. It's like the same thing. It's with with, with like when they had the weed problem with with Rick Williams. But it's like, just, can you not do it just for like a few months of the year? Yeah. You're making, I wouldn't say millions of dollars, because who knows, this is probably maybe a backup punter for all I know, but, I mean, or it's Jim Ursay, who's, you know, a drugged-out idiot himself, but maybe it was him doing the best for all I know. I don't know. It's going to keep happening. They're going <laughs> to... Smoking a little ganja don't look too bad nowadays, does it there, Roger Goodell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, shout to Vic Hovland running the, the memorial. Shout to the memorial. I mean... Very, very. It's not a terrible drive. If anybody wants to go to a pro golf tournament, highly recommend. I know there are a lot of like four and a half hours. It's three. Three. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty easy shot there. Um, There was some construction on the drive down, which made it a little bit longer, but it was it was fine. I know there are a a lot of people come from all. We met people from all over the country. Of course, like it's packed on Saturday. It wasn't nearly as bad as it was. I think Sunday is what I saw. But Saturday is kind of the it's the drunk day. It's like the drink lines are very long. People are everywhere. And it's easy to get lost. It's a very hilly course. And the only two people we lose, I love Danny and his wife are very similarly. Like, like Kim is the most got her bleep together person in the world. But if she has like three drinks, she's gone. Like, like she just, she loses her. So we, the only two people we lost the entire day were Danny and Kim, and they weren't together. Like, like, like Danny, we had no idea where he was. Kim couldn't, she was like, she couldn't not figure out where she was. I'm like, you guys are the, you, we need you. You're, you're the Columbus residents here. You've been to the course multiple times. And they were just, uh, they were gone forever. Does but every was... friend group have that one one person or two that when they get drunk, they disappear? Yes. I feel like it I used know to mine. Be, I feel like it one. used to be me in our, in our friend group. There were a lot of, like, I would always try to walk home from places and just get lost. I remember we were down, when we were down at the Final Four in, uh, down in New Orleans, uh, a bunch of us were walking, like, on Bourbon Street. And I just remember we, we'd already been drinking and, and, and yada, yada. There's a drink for you. And uh, I just remember we were looking around. And I just remember we were all just like, okay, everybody, now let's kind of stay together. Don't get kind of lost. And I started looking over and I was like, Tobias. And I was like, wait a minute, anybody see Tobias? And we turn around, he's like two blocks down playing three card Monty with somebody on the street. We're like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. We've already almost lost the dude. Go get him. Yeah, that was, uh, that's, I feel like that was me back in the day. It used to be. But we, we found him, got drunk. We went to a very, I mean, again, things kept turning over. We went to a nice dinner at this, uh, the best steakhouse in Dublin, apparently. And they just they by know. chance, they booked. They, they put us in like the private room, like, which was very cool. They're like, yeah, you know, it's a, like, the, our waiter was like this old man. He was like, yeah, which one of you put the thousand dollar deposit down? We're like, oh no, did somebody screw up on that? He's like, I'm just messing with you. He's like, oh. it's, he's like, it's just luck of the draw. But come on in. And we're like, all right, this is great. <laughs> you stole someone's reservation. Yeah, we thought, or we thought like <laughs> like Danny accidentally clicked because Danny's an idiot. We, like accidentally clicked the wrong button, like re- reserving something, and, like put like a thousand dollars down. Uh, but that was all. That was a very cool. Like the the area that we were in, the old Dublin. They've got this like very cool walking bridge now. It's like open air area. Yeah, I've been was, in a while. It's probably changed a lot since I was there. It was very nice. It was, it was very very cool. So that was fun. And then got to we drove home Sunday. Got to see the kids after a parent, John did not sleep the night. Our poor babysitter the second night. She's like texting us at she one a.m. Oh God, she loves the kids. Thank God. But she was up from like one to four with John, just trying to get him back to sleep and. He wasn't having it, but we saw him. They got to watch the tournament end, and uh, it was nice. Virginia was, I mean, she, 
kind of happy to see us, but I think she would have just been taking it or leave it. John, of course, just wanted to see mom. Uh, but it was it was a very good weekend, very enjoyable. Shout out to the Memorial, shout out to the Snars, shout out to Vic Hovland for, uh, for bringing it home, making us some money, paying for the weekend. It's great. And I guess the question that remains, did you or did you not go to the first ever Wendy's? The what? The first ever Wendy's, which is, is in, it in Dublin? Yeah, it was started in Dublin, but I think it's in downtown Columbus, actually. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I've told you this a dozen. That that you don't remember. I don't remember that at all. You fictionalized you, you fictionalized me saying mentioning Dublin on Friday, which didn't happen. But you didn't. I did mention that. You didn't say anything. But you don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. You don't listen to a word I say. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> My sanity. Yeah, it's. I've been there. It's not. It's. It's Wendy's. It's not. Really, it's like you can see like Dave Thomas in there or something, or like the, the actual redheaded girl like sitting on the couch. This is Wendy. She's she's like sitting. In a, they've got like an old glass booth sitting in a chair. Like she's clocking in and out like she's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in basketball. Like king size frosties <laughs> for ninety nine cents. Oh my god! Pay an extra five bucks, she'll bring it to your table herself. We did unfortunately on the drive down us into the entire Reds game uh, and got to hear like because went to extra innings. We drove past the stadium as it was happening. Nice. And then got to hear them lose for the first of now three straight losses. Not sure why we're not. If we're planning on calling up Emily De La Cruz, I'm not sure why we're just not going ahead and doing it. If it's not the clock on his contract starting to tick or whatever the reason is, but it, we could have used him because we, we're starting guys that cannot hit right-handed pitching and we're facing three straight righties. I don't but, know if Ellie can do that. Well, he can. He, he's hitting every, He and Karasio and Strand are both hitting above 300 at the minor league level. Yeah, he, he hammered another one on Friday night. I'll take their, their sticks right now over Spencer Newman and some of the other guys. Speaking of wins over the weekend, uh, your boys, uh, CL, the Creek Life, they, they came away victorious on uh, – on Saturday, Silver Creek. All right, what everybody—the story everyone's dying to hear—the score update. Was, well, I love it. So we had two games on Saturday, and Scoots was going to do the first one. I was going to do the second. And that's what games normally don't go like. I mean, maybe hour forty-five, two minutes, two hours at the longest, sure. very quickly. And I was going to relieve him at some point because I guess he had to go to a wedding. This time he wasn't working it, but he was going to some wedding in Cincinnati, and he was like, "I got to leave by like two o'clock." I was like, "Well, if you go in there in the morning, get it going. I'll get there around like twelve thirty. I'll let you go early." He's like, awesome. So I call him at like noon. I'm like, hey, I'm about to head out. He goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're in the seventh inning. It's 3 nothing. This game's going to be over by like 1230. Oh. Just, you're good. Just be up here by 3. I'm like, awesome. And then like 45 minutes later, I get a text like, it's tied. Going to the going to, going to next innings. Text me at 115. I hate this game. <laughs> he, he ends up getting out of here about 130, I think, or so. It ended up going like nine, ten innings. Never take that chance. And then, and then I get up here, my game starts five minutes early, and it's one nothing in seven innings, and I'm out of here in an hour and five minutes. No. <laughs> I was done at like 415. Uh, but Silver Creek was that team that uh, mentioned was the one nothing. So they have advanced, and they'll play on Saturday. They've got your, they, they've got the power of the Rutherford love behind them. Love Silver Creek, my my Indiana squad. Yes. Uh, I mean, what are we in? You know what they are, right? Dragons. That's right. That's right. What are we? Is like I don't even know how Indiana high school baseball works. Oh, hell, I don't know it's either. Sectionals, just, regionals. I just know one of us has to be here on Saturday for their game. I don't oh, yeah. know what time it is yet. Uh, I think it's. I think this was the sectionals. Okay. Well, maybe it was maybe it was regionals. I don't know. The thing is, it doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know which one comes first. I, I don't know how it works. Either. Like just having a normal pretty, tournament. In I'm pretty sure they both exist. Maybe for all I know, they don't even use. They don't have sectionals or regionals. Maybe one of the two only. At least Kentucky's setup is so easy to understand. It's like district, region, state. Boom, done. Bam. All you got to do. I think Eastern got beaten this. They did. They got beat in the quarterfinals. Uh, Shelby County is playing in the semifinals for I think the first time in program history. They'll play Apollo. 
And then Henderson County and Whitley County are the other uh, semifinals. Uh, it's going to be, I think, this weekend. They stretch it out now. It used to be, like, all more congested, but now they do, like, the first two rounds in, like, one weekend and the semifinals and the championship the next weekend. Kentucky beat Indiana, didn't they, on Saturday? They did. They'll play today, uh, 6 o'clock, winner take all. And there's there's some bad blood there. I don't know if you saw the, I, well, I, after I watched, the game. Yeah, well, I didn't see why. Obviously, I didn't know the final, and that's why I just asked because it just now occurred to me. I did watch some of the game. I watched it for a few innings, and the pitching changed or something, and I changed the channel. And honestly, until now, I completely forgot to change it back. And so, and so I forgot. But they were winning when they changed when I changed the channel, so I assume they had won. They won, I think, like, they won by a lot. But after the game, one of the Indiana assistants said something to Nick Mingione, the, the U.K. head coach. Mingione. And they got at it. They, they were yelling at each other. They were, and then, like, Mitch Barnhart. Comes down like Polo tucked into his khakis, top button buttoned, and he's yelling at Indiana. He's telling him to go back to their dugouts. Like Mitch has had enough of all this, just complaining and whining about the dorms. He, he, he's he's been raked over the coals. Didn't like it, and so he's on edge. So you got bad blood here. Six o'clock tonight, winner take all. The game's apparently sold out, and a trip to the super regionals would be Kentucky's second trip of regional trip ever. Would have been a lot on more the chill if they met that alcohol sales. Probably. Now, I've got no idea. I'm sure KRC's talked about this, and I can I'll look it up in a second. Like, who they would play in the Supers if they if they move on. I mean, the, the bracket, the, the, I mean, I haven't seen the bracket, or at least if I did, I didn't pay attention to it. To who Because they go by bracket form, right? So they, yes. there's no, like, re, removing set. around. Okay. They would play, because I'm trying to look it up right now. They would play, well, it looks like the other, uh, the winner, either Oregon State or LSU. Ooh. Or LSU is so the like, number five overall seed, and Kentucky's the number twelve overall. I mean, is it IU they're playing? Kentucky's playing tonight. Yes, winner take all. Okay, let's go. Who are you rooting for? Are you kidding me? Batcats or the uh, hitting Hoosiers? Hitting Hoosiers, a million times over. <laughs> I saw Frank here at the. I just came up with that. I liked it though. Frank uh, here at the who lives here at the station. Like last week was wearing his Indiana shirt, and I was like, let's take out the cats. And he's like, would love to see it. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> let's go Indiana. I, mean, I don't mind Indiana baseball. They're fine. They had old Louisville coaches, recycled Louisville coaches. That's fine. Uh, just anybody but Kentucky at this point. I feel fine saying that. I don't know. I've never hated the baseball team, really. It's Kentucky, Trevor. I know. I'm not going to say I root for them. I just maybe just don't hate them as much as the others. Uh, the other big – we'll take some text here in a second. I guess we'll just talk to the top of the hour because we were late getting on. Uh, What's this? We you got a master pocket? 502. <laughs> Come on. Hey, how often do I'm the one who gets to pass the buck? I usually know. I'm the one to blame for everything. And I usually don't say anything. <laughs> what world are you living in? I don't. <laughs> I'm usually like, we're late to getting on the air today. Technical difficulties. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't say it. I, I don't. It's happened many a time. Uh, the technical difficulties isn't my fault. No, they're not. Because I'm not technical at all. I'm just difficult. No. Uh, we'll take some text at 414-1450. But before we do that, we had also last night, I don't know if you watched any of the Game 2 of the NBA Finals. You're shaking your hand. It looks like that's a no. I did. I watched some of it. I, I watched, watched enough to be to, to realize how much I love watching Jokic play. He's so good. They need somebody else beside him to, to help him out a little bit. It was a weird game. I thought the Heat were... Clearly the better team, like the beginning of the first quarter, and then clearly the better team in the fourth quarter. And then every second in between, like I was like, Denver's the better team. Like they're probably going to go ahead and win the series four or five games. But the Heat are, they're feast or famine. They're taking a lot of threes, which is what they have to do to beat yeah. Denver in this game. 
And the weird thing was in game one, I think I talked about this on Friday, like they were getting good looks. They, they, they were just missing shots. And, of course, you've got to make shots. That's a Mike Rutherford staple. They got the same types of looks in this game. They just made more of them. And they're a more defensive-minded team than, than Denver. They've got this. Now there's all this talk about you know, heat culture and, and all this stuff and how it it's, you know, doesn't matter who they've got. They just they, they seem to be Spolstra working his magic. And I do kind of feel like – I still feel like the Nuggets are going to win. But you can sell me on this going six, seven games and being more of a series than I thought it was going to be just because game one should have been closer than it was because the Heat got good looks and played decent defense. And then game two, they win on Denver's home floor when the Nuggets were the better team for, I think, more of the game than the Heat were. But, I mean, it's just Spolster's got that juice. He's got that magic. It, it, it's insane what they're doing. I keep waiting. I think everybody keeps waiting for the Heat to just fall off and play like an eight seed, and it's not happening. Well, one, they, they probably weren't really legitimate on the eighth seed in the East. Uh, injuries along with the fact that they kind of tanked on purpose to fall to the eight from the seven to, to get a better playoff run. Um, well, I mean, it took the playing game. You know, they, you know, they yeah, and they tanked one of them so they could be the eight, not the seven. But record-wise, I think they'd have been the seven seed if it went, like, original seeding. I don't think they tanked. I mean, I... Be odd move to put yourself in a position where if you lose, you don't even make the playoffs. Well, yeah, but they want they wanted to be the, they, they wanted to be the eight and play Milwaukee over the seven and play Boston in the first round. I mean, that was I think it is what it is. Whatever. I mean, strategy. But they, I mean, Miami. I like Miami. I mean, they're a solid team, but there's no reason they should win this series. I mean, they're not. I don't think the better team overall. I mean, I just don't think anybody in the East is better than probably your top three teams in the West, but. I've seen crazier things happen, but I don't expect it. I expected Miami to win a game, maybe even two, but this series should be Denver. If Denver doesn't win this series, they're going to, for the diehard Nugget fans out there, all five of them with Sean, uh, they're going to be kicking themselves. Because this is an opportunity you don't let slip out. You don't lose this series. They shouldn't. I mean, they, they've been the better team all they season long. They are the better team. They, they, I'll be quite frankly, watching that game last night, I thought they were the better team. They just they looked like it the entire time. It, it, he just do that thing, and they they kind of even did it in game one, where you feel like they're down by more than they are the entire time, and it's like, how are they only down six, or how are they within three, or you know, just they just they chip away, they chip away, they chip away, and they've got a bunch of good players, and then Jimmy Butler, who I think is is probably a great player, but nobody else, and their role players played much bigger last night than Denver's did. Jokic was. Phenomenal, as he tends to be. Murray was pretty good, and then nobody else gave them what they needed to. It was just a, I don't know. I mean, Spolster knows what he's doing. We had the conversation last week about is he one of the ten best coaches in NBA history at this point, and the evidence continues to mount. Here's what I like about Spolster. Here's what I think sets him apart for me: is you know the NBA is supposed to be this players-driven league, right? Like way more than Major League Baseball. I mean, you got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and the Angels, and they suck. Like they. What's going well, on there? Yeah. You, way more, more of a team sport. Way more, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The NBA is supposed to be the player-driven league. Yeah. Baseball's not. Professional football's not. Not far from it. But, I mean, look, like the Patriots, right, they were the culture franchise. Doesn't matter who we bring in. It's the Patriots culture. It's the Patriots way. They lose Tom Brady. They've sucked ever since then. <laughs> the Heat, they lose LeBron. They lose Wade. They lose all these guys over the years. They've always been good. Like they, they've always been. They had the one little stretch where they were, were but still good. Know. But never like as abysmal as the Patriots have been since Brady left. Like they've, they have it, the Heat culture has carried them throughout. Like losing all of these different guys, 
it's I think it speaks to just how good Spolster is and how impressive it is that he's created in the league that's supposed to be more player driven than any of the other professional leagues in in American sports, major American sports. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Yeah, I mean, they've done a good. I mean, yeah, I like Eric Spolster. So my, I was hard on him at the beginning, kind of. You know, is he is he this Popovich where is, is he really that good or is he just riding the talent? Me too. I mean, you I can still say that about Popovich to a degree. But he seemed like a you know just whatever. You can surely say that about Phil Jackson as well, but uh, or anybody, I guess to a to a point. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, and and you're right. I mean, after they left, I mean, he, they missed the playoffs two out of three years, but you know they only had one losing record, and in between that, they went to the second round. They went to the second round actually, so. Um, yeah, they've done a good job, and give credit also to Riley building, rebuilding this team with, you know, getting a guy like Bam. Who I, I mean, I liked Bam coming out of, out of the UK. I didn't think he'd be a kind of, you know, a kind of a junior version of what Jokic has become. I mean, he, it, you know, being able to be a point guard at six foot eleven and running the ball up the court and being controlling it and getting Jimmy, you know, give, obviously Butler falling into him was very helpful. So I, mean, I had no idea what to think about Bam. We never saw him play. What are you, Kay? I mean, I feel like we never got to see like the real like, NBA no. version of Bam at a Oh no, because I mean, that system. When he came out, I thought he was gonna be like a Brian Grant like player. Uh, yeah, the same. Like, like you know, like a good, like a, you know, guy that's gonna get you like 10, 11, maybe seven, eight rebounds. That's what I thought too. Be like a ten year, twelve year guy. You know, could be a starter, but you know, a, a, you know, a glue guy on the team. And then yeah, he comes out in the NBA and he's, you know, he's. Freaking Magic Johnson! It's like he's winning the skill competition. No, I mean I remember his him just getting crossed up by Quentin Snyder and just I, him looking like kind of like he's got athleticism, but he just <laughs> they, they stick him. What can he do besides be a cinder block down there and play? The, and then you know he's he's all over the damn place in the NBA. <laughs> I was talking up the phone with a buddy of mine when, during one of the plays last night's game, and we were both headed on, I guess, and it was Jokic kind of atop the key, went right, went behind his back, and just shook Bam off of him and did a little floater. And, my buddy was just like, oh, man, you see what we did to Bam? I was like, yeah, Quentin could do that, too. Seen it happen before. I mean, yeah. It's like, Many not, times. Not against Jokic. He's a great player, but is it really that big a deal to make Bam fall down on a drive? I've been watching that since 2016. I mean, I've been since saying, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> not to down Quentin, but, you know, I'm just saying. It's like, you're the first person to make Bam fall over. <laughs> I mean, he probably won't be the last. As much credit as you want to give him offensively, defensively, he can't have his problems. But he's awesome. And he is. I, I feel like I, I say this about, and this is, it's going to come off as like a huge slide at UK, and it, I don't mean it to, but so many guys that I thought were you know, good players at UK, I, I did not foresee. Be, I mean, Jamal Murray's another one. Like I, I, I thought he could be a good NBA player. I didn't think he could be this. No, I mean, he's also the NBA. you got to give a little bit of bump. I mean, guards and his style of play is the NBA. Gets a little bit of boost because of the style well, of the NBA. I know does you always now. say that, but like still, like respective to like th- there are hundreds of players in college that I would think could have played that same role. He's doing it. Like, That's like, true. And yeah. Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander, same thing. He's a superstar at the NBA yeah, level. That one did either. not think it was going to happen. I mean, to be fair, I did not think Donovan Mitchell would be doing what he's doing at the NBA level too. But just you see, like, I feel like there's a lot of UK players who, and, and maybe it's just because we only got to see them for. Five or six months when they were eighteen or nineteen Booker, years old. Another one. Yeah. yeah, Booker, I thought could carve himself a niche as like a shooter. Like you know, in, in this day and age, I didn't think he would be this just unreal elite level score at the NBA level. Uh, it is remarkable. But Adebayo, he's the one big guy that I look at and I'm like, I just I, I feel like I didn't see him play at all in college, and at least not doing the things that he's able to do in the NBA. And he's been. I mean, when he's good, he's the he's their big difference maker. We saw the same with, same thing with Crawford Towns when he got the NBA. He's just, I mean, he's not to the Bams level like running the as a point guard, but 
you see him out on the perimeter and facing up, and that's something you never really saw him do that much at UK. No, he improved he a lot. He to either. I mean, he could have just he, been on exactly. the basket and been still dominant, but he, too bad he didn't have a point guard and had two cents how to give him the ball. He got a lot better down the stretch for that team. Like, I felt like he was doing more towards the end of his freshman season at UK where I was like, okay, he can be a star at the NBA level, but you're right. Like, we, we didn't. So many of these guys, we just didn't get a chance to see play in the system because of the way that you know, UK operates. The point guards are kind of the one exception at UK. where. You know, yeah. Meanwhile, the guy that came after him at Duke, Okafor, I thought was going to be a stud in the NBA. I thought Okafor was going to be good. I just did. I guess I just didn't see it in front of me how the, how much the game was changing so quickly. I thought Okafor was going to be good. The one that I was even more wrong about, I thought Marvin Bagley was going to be like tremendous. He had a good rookie year, too. Well, so did Okafor, technically. Yeah, and then they both really uh, Bagley. I don't even know where he's at now. He he was with Sacramento. He's still with Sacramento, I think. No, 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 no. no. He's he, with Detroit now. Yeah, so he got he got dumped. Oh God, yeah. Detroit's bad too. <laughs> I mean, I think he's one of those guys that you're like, oh, he sucks, and you look at his stats, and it's like, eh, you know, he's well. That's again, it's ten and, and seven, but like for a, a number, whatever he was, two pick, three pick. Um, that's. I mean, could you say it's not what you'd expect? I mean, Kelton Johnson averaged like twenty two a game this year for the Spurs. I yeah. wouldn't say he's that good. I mean, I, I've to, I told you a lot of a lot of points, but hey, we're not getting into the steroided stats of Kimball Walker anymore. Well, but yes, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call Kelton Johnson a role player either. That that was the only thing that I I took issue with. I'm not saying that they're well, Kelton Johnson's a role player. He's on a bad team. Spurs team was awful. Somebody's got to score. I'm not going to get into the <laughs> semantics again of what a role player is and isn't. Um, but but. I, I thought Marvin Bagley was going to be. I'm like, why wouldn't you take him first? It's you're an idiot if you don't take this guy first. And clearly, they NBA GMs know what they're doing more than I do. I don't know. I mean, is DeAndre Ayton really been that great? He's been pretty damn good. He is. He's just a matter of when he wants to show up. Sometimes I feel like I get caught in the mix of like when there's a really good college player at a really big time college program who just seems to check every box. I'm like. I don't care if that guy's got a slightly longer wingspan or can jump an inch higher. Like, like I've watched this guy play college basketball. He's going to be phenomenal. And then I feel like a lot of times the guy just ends up not being that good. But I, I definitely have the college basketball mindset where I'm like, I can't like, – I'll never forget. The, the one time where I was like, I'm going to stop even trying to project this was when Russell Westbrook got drafted so early. And I'm like, the dude who was just okay for UCLA, I'm like, you got – like, there's no way yeah, this guy's yeah. not a bust. And then sure enough, he's – yeah, he's he's doing what he's been doing for the last ten years, and he's. I was wrong. They're right. No that, questions asked. Just looking at that Bagley draft, the ones that, that I was the most wrong about, like turning out was one. I didn't think Mo Bamba would be nearly as bad as he is. I thought he would develop a little better, and I thought Lonnie Walker would be a decent pro. Oh, I thought Lonnie Walker was going to be really good. I mean, and and he, he's okay. I mean, he's average like ten points. He, he's you know a guy that's going to stay in the league for a while, and he comes off the bench, and I think he had a good game in the playoffs for somebody just recently as well, but. Uh, yeah, he's just, I mean, he is what he is, which is just a, I mean, a bench player. Yeah, I thought he was, I'm with you. I think I even may have tweeted something. We can check, like, old take exposed. I'm pretty sure, like, I was <laughs> I was all in on Lonnie Walker for sure. I just thought he had the size. I, maybe, maybe I was falling into the whole Donovan Mitchell thing where, you know, he's got that, he's the size, he's six foot four, six five. He can put the ball in the court. He can finish. He's got, you know, I, I just thought it. Yep, I keep also do forget sometimes that there's like twenty other eight, twenty other guys in the first round that also can do all that and have that same size. I did tweet about it. Did you? What did um, you say? Would wager that both Mikel Bridges and Lonnie Walker have better careers than multiple guys taken ahead of them. Well, Bridges, Bridges went tenth, so 
Bridges did go ten. He's been a he's a role player. He's average, he's averaging okay. He's he is a role player. But he's more of a defensive guy. I feel like yeah, he is yeah. at the NBA. He's been okay. Guys ahead of him though, Kevin Knox, yes, better than better than so multi- uh, Sexton. Eh, depends on what you think consider better or not. Sexton's in that Kimba Walker area though, where he's just going to score a bunch and not worry about. I feel like, yeah, I don't hear much from Colin Sexton. That's because yeah, that's what he does. Uh, Wendell Carter, who was Wendell Carter. How, I didn't know he's he's averaging twelve points a game through his career. I didn't I'm even calling know. a victory on that. Mikel Bridges has been better than better than Wendell Carter. That's multiple yeah. players. I mean, better than Jaron Jackson, maybe. I don't know. Jaron Jackson's actually Jaron Jackson been pretty good. Yeah, I just looked. I he was an all star. He was. He averaged eighteen. Yeah, he's averaged eighteen points a game this year. So I'm still taking a win there. Realistically, that's like eleven points a game in real basketball. I'm uh, calling a victory. Calling victory. That was the last tweet <laughs> that I made about Lonnie Walker ever. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We come back four o'clock. Who does hour. he play for now? Who Walker? The Lakers. Yeah, he had a big game for the Lakers in the second round. That's what it was. Yeah, he, I knew. I couldn't remember who it was. That's right. The, the Lonnie Walker game. Let's take a break. When we come back, four o'clock hour. We'll t- turn to you all on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Monday edition of the Mike Weatherford Show here on June fifth. Rolls on next on the Big X. All right, welcome in. Hour number two here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. I asked this question knowing the answer before I even ask it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Since we've been talking a little golf uh, with us going to the Memorial over the weekend, have you heard anything, TK, about Rose Jang? Um, the, the woman who survived the Titanic? Yes, no. <laughs> She's so the the next big thing in in golf on either side, men's or women's. If you haven't heard yet, get yourself acquainted. She has a her, her amateur career, like her accolades, they're better than Tiger Woods. Like she's dominated every level she's gone. She played at Stanford. She won back to back NCAA championships. She just turned pro. She played in her first LPGA event over the weekend, and she won it. So, like, get ready. She's 20 years old. She might be the best female golfer in, in the world already. Yeah, I'm looking at her wiki page. She has a Wikipedia page. I'm sure she does. Like she's, she's. I, I had not heard of her until a couple of weeks ago. I read a thing on the Athletic on her. Uh, it's like she just has dominated every level of golf her entire life, and now she's turning pro. And she's she's one for one. Won the uh, the event. She won at a playoff over the weekend. She's a uh, something to keep an eye on. I think she's going to become what. So remember Michelle Wee back in the day. People wanted her to be the. I thought she was tennis. No, she was golf. People wanted her to be the the Tiger Woods. She played in a couple of, of PGA events, and it just never, never really clicked for her. She never made it that big. I think Rojang is going to wind up being what people thought Michelle Wee could have been back in the day. Who was the one that was real popular? This is where I worked at the country club, so it would have been like 2000, 2006 maybe, 2007, um, that was really hot and were popular but not very really that great. 
In golf? Yeah, women's golf. I just remember Natalie Golbus? No, I don't think that was. She's the only one I knew who kind of had that reputation. I think she was young. It was like kind of the Anna Kornikova. Of, not Anna Kornikova. Yeah, but that was her name, the tennis player that wasn't very good but really hot and everybody obsessed over. Like it was like a version, a golf version of her. I just remember she was all over the screensavers at every golfer and at the country club. Golbus was the only one I knew who was like that. And she was that way for a while. I think she was in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and stuff. Like she, she kind of, they tried it and she was not very good. That was, now she, I think she does Golf Channel stuff. That was the only one I know. But Rojang, keep an ear out, keep an eye out. She's going to be, she's going to be a very big deal. First player to win her pro debut on the LPGA Tour since 1951. It's not a bad start. All right. Uh, 502 414 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here uh, from what we've been talking about this, this first hour. Besides all the people saying tech issues, no Rutherford show, what, what's going on? The first text that I see. We actually haven't had tech issues. This was more of a traffic issue. This is just me, and I, I've got to figure out. I mean, what I'm going to do now moving forward? Because apparently, 64 West is going to be closed for two weeks. Although Dugan was here when we got here, and he said I could just take the Comrex home and do the show from home the next two days, which would be lovely. I, I'd enjoy that. I assume it's here. Yeah, we might yeah, we'll have to find it. Maybe we'll try to figure it out. Uh, Texture says. This is going back to the latest CC podcast. Did podcast Trevor assume that the because of the title of the film slash book where the Redfern grows that meant that Robert Redford had to be attached because he isn't in any way? So I texted Danny no, this. That, that does sound like something I would say. A hundred percent. So yeah. I, I, don't, we, I brought up where the Redfern grows. Uh, Why? Is, I don't even know how it came up. It was something that we took mailbag questions on the last episode, and I, I brought it up as like reading that and. You know, fourth grade like making me so sad and all this stuff Dan's like oh yeah the movie with with Robert Redford and I was like I never saw the film I just knew the book and I just kind of assumed I was like that doesn't sound right but I don't I don't have no idea and so I texted him a screenshot of the the, the, the person's text and he just goes right when I said it I wanted to be dead he's like I knew it he's like, I knew it was wrong right away uh, but yeah Robert Redford in no, no way attached to anything associated with where the Redfern grows well, that's somewhat disappointing um I've never read the book or seen the movie the book, I mean, I know the na- I know the name of it. Yeah, it's like sad. I remember. I remember it, but I just like I don't even know. Like, what what is like the the the, the main concept? Basically, two dogs. You're, oh no, I don't want to know. Yeah, it, it, it includes. It, I mean, what what is it, it about sixties like books that have to kill the dogs? It's like they had a like an unspoken competition to see who could make the American public cry more over dog death. It's like the, 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 the random scene in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. It doesn't, I could talk to you about this. It didn't even mean to be in a movie. You too, yeah. It's like they just come and shoots the dog. It's like, okay, it's, like, you can just let the dog be. I feel like I don't even know which came first, but f- for the sake of this joke, I'm going to say it's the it's where the red friend grows. Like the, whoever wrote Old Yeller is like reading. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make the kid kill the dog. Ready for, ready for this? <laughs> well, you think that's sad. Wait till you see what I'm going to do. I mean, let's... Next person's like, well, I'm going to make this... Ni- I'm going to make the hero of the story kill a dog. Red, where the Red Firm Grows was a 1961. I'm pretty sure that was before Old Yeller. The Old Yeller wasn't a book. That was just a movie, right? No, it's a novel. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. No, Old Yeller came first. Okay, so there you go. So Red Fern Grown ripped off Old Yeller. Where the Red Fern Grows is like, you know, well, I'm gonna, let's turn it down. The dogs are... It's, two dogs... One dies, other crushed. It's the Dante's Peak to your volcano. <laughs> oh, man, which, which one of those maybe came? Deep Impact to the Armageddon. Just, just so sad. <laughs> so sad. Text, pe- people had, who were replaying 
Do you know who we were playing when we weren't on the air? Like what national guy was on? Oh, I don't. Um, I don't know. He's kind of. A, I think he was talking about getting his haircut though. He, people are, were very upset with the conversation about – he was talking about who he should and should not tip, which sounds like a sign. Oh, I think deal. he was talking about tipping you the hair, hair, hairdresser, which you, you tip your guy, cut your, or guy or girl who cut your hair, right? I did back when I needed to get my well, hair Well, I mean, this, might, this, this conversation might be out of your wheelhouse. It's like talking to Trevor, talking to him. I just went in third person. Let's go way back, <laughs> back in time. Let's talk to Trevor about hiking. I mean, it's just – Talk to me and my 98 self did for sure. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I think I don't know. I'm, I'm weird in this conversation because I believe to tip everybody. Like, I, I mean, at I remember, this point, I just, like, even when I remember the last Reds game I went to. Like, they had a, a tenant came and like wiped your seat off. I gave him a dollar. Yeah, it's, I mean, I tipped the guy at Sonic. I mean, it's just if if you're making me, if you're allowing me not to have to get out of my car or do whatever, and you're doing something for me that's you're physically moving in some way, you're gonna get a tip from me. Those little machines too make like. I can't stand the guilt trip. Like I, I know they don't look, and I know they don't really care. But like, if you have like the fit, like I just I click. Like at the golf tournament, they had uh, these these the, the drinks I was talking about, the transfusions. Like I ordered one and like a water, and the woman had them. Like she didn't do anything. Like they're already like set up right there to go. She just like handed me it, and like that's five bucks coming your way, I guess, because I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna hit that button, no problem. Uh, yeah, I feel the, like I, I tip for everything now that I didn't used to. I think the only time I never, the only place I've ever like kind of like angrily not wanted to tip. Was the drive-in at Starbucks? Because I never understood like why is they why are they the only drive-in? It's like I don't go to McDonald's; they don't ask for. I think it's all coffee shops. They have like the little jar. Yeah, and and and, and I saw a lot of times like I don't like I try not to use my card unless it's just like for something like you know online I have to do. And then the only place I'd go to Starbucks I'd use my card so I could avoid like the the cash tip thing. And last time I went there, they now like hand you a little machine and like it says like a tip option on there. I'm like you sons of bleeps like i can't even avoid this and this awkwardness now because i don't want to be the guy that's like no tip and i turn around and i see him spitting a loogie in my drink which i know i know I mean, don't get me started on why they deserve a tip at starbucks text says do people at golf tournaments all turn into swing coaches like how everyone turns into a shooting coach at a basketball game oh my god yes <laughs> it's it's the best thing about going to golf tournaments is everybody is the biggest expert in the world of golf. And I, I first noticed this, the first time I ever went to like a golf thing, when the PGA was here in 96, so I, would, I was like 11 years old. My older brother, Oliver, who's very good at golf, like played in high school, like, like knows golf, but he took me out to, to Valhalla for, I think, was, I think it was a practice round. I think it was one of the actual rounds. But he was just making fun of everybody around. It's just like, oh, if they just took that Heather out there and put in some water and make it. Like, Oliver's like, no, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But you just hear so much of like, a guy will hit a, a 10-foot sand shot that goes like eight feet past the hole. Like not, not a great shot by professional standards at all. And the guy next to it would be like, it's impossible to, to relay just how good that was. Just, just, you, you can't even understand how good that is. If you, if you saw the undulation of the green, from, I'm like, well, we're standing right in front of it. We, we can see it. He's like, oh, yeah, you get the false bottom. He needs to just fade that in. Take, take, take a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God. Everywhere you go, everybody is doing that. And they all, they're all dressed like they're actually playing, like the, the golf shirt tucked into the, the, the pants. It's, uh, it's, it's very much a everybody's a pro out there. I just feel like the happy Gilmore thing. If you ever see me wearing those pants, I'll kick my own ass. There were a lot of people wearing that I saw wearing, like, happy Gilmore shirts. Like, like that had – it was, like, the polo that had all the different characters from happy Gilmore – uh, a guy that was wearing a like it's time to go to your home T-shirt. Like there was a lot of guns don't kill people. I do a lot of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> st- I didn't see that one. That would have been good. 
there was a lot of Happy Gilmore stuff out there. I mean, would I would I stick out if I went? To, I mean, because you know me, I'd probably wear like gym shorts, flip flops, and a t like what I'm wearing now. Like that's probably why I'd wear it even the golf thing. Like would I would I like be, would they like ask me to leave? Think I'm like a homeless dude that like wandered on in the course? No, there was there was a variety. I mean, most people were wearing like I feel like khaki shorts and like a untucked polo or something. But like there were a lot of people wearing like. Do you I mean, tuck in your polos? I mean, some people do. Sometimes I, I tuck, sometimes I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, sometimes I tuck. Like, yeah. I purposely wore a, a polo that I didn't want to tuck. I was, I was like, I'm not tucking. I don't think I've ever tucked a polo. I'm not much of a tucker anyway when you have... When most of my most of my fat's in the belly, tucking is not exactly my best option. But Saturday is kind of like... The, it's like the party day at the course. There was a lot of... There was kind of a frat party feel in certain parts of it where you know, dudes are just wearing... You, you got dudes in mullets and also dudes in... Tucked in polos that are from the same friend group, both mm. drinking so, heavily and having a good time. With Ohio State, their Columbus is kind of a, a bro town. Yeah, for sure. It was a, but like you know, different parts, you know, different parts of the course had different feels. It was, it was a lot of fun. Texas, I was with my aunt over the weekend, who was in charge of playing music, and Cowboy came on, and she showed us that the whole crowd, what the whole crowd does <laughs> when he starts playing that at concerts, because she's been to over one hundred of his concerts, and I've never been more certain that Kid Rock fans are actually going to make up a cult. <laughs> I don't know what do fans do when Cowboy How can comes on. You see a hundred Kid Rock concerts. It's impressive. At some point, I mean, hearing the song "Picture" has to make you want to put your head to a window. Well, now I've got to know what fans do when Cowboy comes on at Kid Rock concerts. <laughs> they go nuts, right? I don't. Yeah. They shoot. They shoot Bud Light cans. Well, that's what he's saying. He's like, he's like, my aunt showed me on video what fans do at the concerts when Cowboy comes on. Can we see the video? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is. I, I can't find well, it. Well, text her. Why didn't you send him the video? Why are you going to mention it and not yeah, send, send it? send the video. I need to see this. Yeah. He's saying that makes him believe that Kid Rock fans are going to form a, a cult. And I, now I need to see what they do. Texas asked Trevor if he started the Vince McMahon podcast. I have not yet. I will. I'll get on it. Don't worry. Texas says, you mean unlike other local sports talk radio shows, you don't want to spend 80% of your time talking about sports gambling? Is that happening now? I think a lot of them. Yeah, they're, they're, I know the show that it's Sean King, the former quarterback, and somebody else that comes on after us on the national. Well, that's not local, though. No, okay. He said well, local. Okay, no. It's actually local. Because I, I know that national show, like, as soon as we get off, I'll have it on, and like, they will talk gambling the entire time I'm listening to it with, within an hour or so. That's all they talk. I just Googled Kid Rock fans when he plays Cowboy. <laughs> I got just some, like, live pictures of concerts. Nothing. <laughs> I knew. I have picked up on more of the gambling stuff on national coverage, and you, I mean, it was it was destined to happen. I feel like it's only going to keep happening in all forms of sports media. Like, like right now, a lot of online coverage that used to be carved out for like 15 years ago was kind of sports blog stuff, you know, fun, whatever, is now just going to gambling. I mean, DraftKings sponsors everything. They do, yeah. We do stuff with uh, with FanDuel. Um, we do stuff with DraftKings. Um, it's just you can't get away from it. There's a ton of money there. It's only going to keep happening. I mean, we yeah, pull the curtain back. Like on a lot of the posts on SB Nation, we we have a deal with with uh, DraftKings. We put in links to their sports book because they they pay us to do so and to not use other sports books. And we have to include odds in certain posts because it's part of the contract and stuff. And I think that's stuff like that's only going to keep happening. But I just and this is me personally again because I don't gamble on sports outside of horse racing. Like, I don't really care about that element on the, the only thing that I like when it comes to sports media coverage about gaming. I love the I like the bad beat segment that Scott Van Pelt does. Those are always fun. Because yeah. that's fun. But outside of like the whole, you know, analyzing a game from the perspective of 
can this team cover nine and a half points? I just I don't have interest in that. I want to know who's going to win, who's going to lose. I love sports gambling, but I also don't really give two bleeps about the, that deep into the analytics. I can see that being a thing. Like I don't want to. I don't want to overthink stuff. I mean, I just I don't. I just I know that's hard to th- imagine me doing, but. I mean, at the end of the day, like some like sports gambling, a lot of times will come down to, you know, this team has a thirteen point lead and the walk on the other team hits two meaningless threes in the final seconds to, to you know to cover the spread. It's just like, basketball gambling. That's is why I can't handle it. Frustrating. That's why I couldn't do it. Like in NFL is you don't get that. I mean, you'll get some bad beats, but they're not. They're, they come few and far between. Like NB basketball, when you're talking about especially like a seven point spread and you got team that like you said they're fouling late and they're. Hitting free throws and you go from like easy cover to losing. Oh, it's that's oh man, it'll give you give you indigestion. Texas Dublin, Ohio is such a cool town. It is a cool town. It is you I know, I haven't been there probably since like two thousand five, maybe. I hate that I like it so much because I was I have given Danny so much belief since he moved about leaving Louisville and I want him to come back. So I, I wanna hate it more than I do, but it's it's yeah. He's his wife is from Columbus, that's why they made the move up there to be closer to her family and now his kids are getting older. I feel like they're just—they're they're, never coming back. They're, they're done. Ohio, Ohioans. They're Ohioans. Like, and now his kid is doing. Like, it was—it was impossible. So his wife—they're from Columbus, but they're huge Michigan fans because her parents are from Michigan. Ugh, it's weird. Yeah, they're they're huge like diehard Michigan fans. Ugh. And Danny, of course, is a diehard Louisville fan. And now their son is—he's really good at sports. He plays like every sport. He's in all these competitive teams. And all of his friends are big Ohio State fans. And Danny's like, I can feel him starting to be like, I want to root for Ohio State. Because he's like, he's like the other day he's like, you know, he's like I try to get him to watch Louisville games, specifically basketball, and he's like, Dad, I feel like Louisville loses a lot, and I'm like, he's like, <laughs> he's getting that age now where he's picking up on more, and he's kind of, you know, he's understanding, and he wants to watch more games, and he's kind of drifting towards Ohio State, and it's it's hard for us to be like, no, you you know, you can't do it. Uh, he's like, I, he's like, it'd be it'd be really good for me as a dad if Louisville got pretty good at sports really quickly, because I'm I'm losing him. I'm like, that would be tough, but I also would understand. I mean, if I had to pick, if he wasn't gonna be Louisville, I'd pick him. Being a fan of the Michigan or Ohio State, and be Ohio State seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Uh, no one likes Michigan. I like Michigan. Michigan. I'm fine with Michigan. That's that's pull of the world. Texas says Trevor openly admits that he doesn't follow the NBA and then talks about the NBA. The Heat most certainly did not tank a play-in game. If Giannis doesn't go down and miss two games, they likely lose to the Bucks in round one. Uh, I mean, the, I'm looking at the stats right now. Miami is the seventh-ranked team in the East. Well, I know, 24 but four and thirty-eight, four get three games ahead of the next team. Right, but you said they they tanked the playing game, which I don't think is true at all. Yeah, they can they won't admit it, but they did. <laughs> they, they lost. They put themselves in an elimination game on purpose. Yeah, against Chicago, they weren't always against Chicago. They were almost down. They sucked. They almost lost that game. Texas Trevor's probably talking about Paige Spriniak. I, I don't. I can. I can. I can see the screensaver her of her swinging a golf club in my head from the golf pro shop, and I can't remember the name. Like I said, like Natalie Gold was the only one that I remember, but I don't remember them. I'm sure there's been another one that like they tried to push that way, but I can't. I don't. I don't. That's the only one that I remember. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm not over here. I'm even over here. Annika Sornstrom was that? Was, was well, she, she was like the best female golfer of all time. Oh, okay. Well, she's the one that the Stewie did the the the. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yes. That wasn't her on the cover, trust me. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, did you know that burglary can technically only happen at night? What? What? <laughs> Wait, say that again. Burglary can only happen at night, Trevor. 
Uh, okay. Did I say something random that would cause the that that reference? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can burglary's not LA at night, is it? I don't think Can't so. Can't you commit burglary in the daytime? Is <laughs> Are we really questioning this? I mean, there's no way that's right, right? <laughs> Am I that dumb? I'm, I mean, <laughs> like, what defines a burglar and a cat burglar? Like, what's the difference? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> I mean, do you know the difference between burglar and robbery? I do know that. What is it? Burglary. I feel like I, should, I, I don't want to ask because you know you know you want to say it, but I, you had to get me to ask you. Robbery first. is like taking things by force or, or threat. Burglary, like you know, you don't even have to know that it happened. Like someone can break into your house and take something without you knowing it. That's burglary. So any burglar is a cat burglar. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what cat burglary really is. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're fixated on the cat burglary. Well, I'm just curious. Apparently, the guy that was we were playing, Texas says the dude said that you shouldn't tip tip Uber and Lyft drivers, and I wanted to punch him through the radio. I wouldn't know because those those uh, pretentious bastards won't pick me up. Oh yeah, you don't do. Forget no. you don't do the Uber. But I don't. But I don't. I don't. Well, I tip a cab. I, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, cab drivers are Uber drivers, just. Without the pretentiousness. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would tip them. They let me in their car. But they got the Julia Roberts treatment. Texas says, you know how everyone at their area of expert has their area of expertise for their job or a hobby. Then someone who knows nothing about it starts ranting about it and it drives you insane. Trevor talking NBA is worse than my job, which is a political scientist. I would rather listen to yokels talk about politics than Trevor misdiagnose the NBA's current state. That's one of the funniest decks First of all, we've ever had on the show, and I completely agree. Political scientist? That's a thing? <laughs> yes. Did you not know political science was a major? I knew it was a major, but I thought it was like one of those like pointless majors, like business management or something. <laughs> <laughs> I always just thought it was one of those. <laughs> am, nope. I, am I wrong? Is there an actual so if you're there's actual like political scientist like category like jobs? Yes. I love how people hate my NBA. I'm sorry. I should. I, you're right, people. I should kiss the ass of the NBA players more as much as you all do. There you go. God here, forbid here I have man. standards. Here comes the. I should just say everything that's wrong, just whatever you think. No, no, you're right. No, no, it's everyone's great. You're right. The NBA is awesome. Everyone's shooting 100. percent They're all all great players. Miles Turner's a, a Hall of Famer. Texas says the derby is the worst for tipping. The dudes just set the beer down in front of them and then hound you. Does that mean like you have to tip? I mean, I tip like if if a yeah if a person's coming over one of the vendors, I'm gonna tip them. Okay, where do you stand on the? I think I may have, we may have talked about this before, but um, sometimes memory loss does come with my out of, out of show habits. When you go to a bar, I know not recently, but when in the bar days, uh, and you go up and you you know get, let me get two beers, you're gonna leave them, give them like two bucks or something. Yes. Do you are you the I'm gonna tip the first time only guy or no, every time? Guy? I tipped every time because I would always like I, I can't take the the look. The, yeah, like the, the look, yeah. and also you get a different bartender sometimes. Like, oh well, yeah. yeah. If I was gonna get one beer and it, it was like the biggest waste, like a dude. Reaches over, grabs a Bud Light, twists off the cap, hands it to me, and I'm giving him an extra dollar for that. I but I always would. I, I would never not. And if I got two beers, I always would tip like $2. And this is back when I would pay with, with cash. Um, 
But yeah, I felt like I was. It's always a dollar, right? You never get. You never needed no more, no more, more or less, right? A couple dollars. Yeah, two dollars for two beers. One, yeah, one dollar per one beer. beer. Yeah. The only time I ever did the, I'll get you at the end of the night. Is I feel like at weddings, I would always, you know, because you're trying to keep the line moving. And if I had like a ten dollar bill, I'd be like, you know, I'll get or like a twenty. Like, I'll get you later. Don't worry about it. And like, because it was always going to be the same person at the same bar. And then at the end, like I would always. But besides, if I was at like a Back in the bar days. No, I felt like I always had a tip every time. But, yeah, because you mentioned the look thing, then you probably, kind of like me to a degree, you got that Constanza thing where like, if you're going to tip You want to see it done? You yes. got to see it. For and, sure. <laughs> and I've even, like, I've never reached out and taken it back out to, to, like, redo it. But I have paused, like, put it, going to put it Took in. Took like, a looking at you? Stop, yeah. yeah. Especially when, like, because I, I, like I said, tip everywhere. I even, like, when I get to go orders. And I'll run, like, say, a Roosters or something. I get to go orders from there a lot. They don't, sometimes they don't do DoorDash, and uh, I'll, I like them that much. I'll go there, and I even tip, like, you know, just even from the, the, the front, you know, I'll put a dollar in there. Like, the other day, like, last week or something, I went there, and I went to go put it, and she was, she was bringing up my order. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I, didn't buy, I think the person next to me started laughing at me because I was just they were making sure to wait to see me put it in there. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, it's so bad. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you. I do feel bad, but I do want it. I want it to be seen. It's bad. See, I served for a couple of years, and I bartended. So, like, I, I guess, you know, I, I know that you, sh- you should tip. Always, almost always tip everything. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Because if you can afford to go do it, then you can afford to throw an extra dollar down. Now, a, a texter sends in a screenshot trying to back up the is burglary only at night take. <laughs> and what I'm seeing now, according to criminal, is, is that used to be a thing, but it's not anymore. It says... The, the the former required historical elements of burglary were a breaking and entering into a dwelling or house of, of another at night, and now it that's not the case anymore. I also can tell you the difference between a cat burglar and a regular burglar. Yeah, so the common law elements of at night and the breaking requirements have been eliminated in most states. There you go. You're stealing something. You're stealing something, right? Yeah. It does not have to be at night anymore. And Kentucky is one of the states that does not have that as a requirement. And a regular burglar will steal when no one's home. A cat burglar does it when someone's there. So when some, okay, that's the difference between cat burglar and no burglar. Okay. Mm, apparently so. There's also a difference between a thief and a cat burglar, which, I mean. I saw, can I say real quickly how I, like, I love the text line is just complaining about the dude that was on before us talking about, like, who does tips and doesn't tip. <laughs> like, this worst radio I've ever heard, worst radio I've ever heard. And we bring it up, and then we proceed to, to seriously talk, talk about, about it for five to ten minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be. It was not my intention. I'm sorry. If, if you're texting us that, you know that that's what's going to happen. You I, should know better. Texter's got several thoughts on BHH. He says, Brandon oh, Huntley-Hatfield led Louisville in rebounds and was second in blocks last season as a reclass sophomore. Watching his film, he moves well, passes out of the paint well, and uses his size well with real competition in practice this year. I'm calling for a breakout season from him. People forget that he reclassified. He was our best big man last year and was playing through injuries. He can play a stretch four role with Dennis at the five. Trenton and Trey are too talented. There's no way I see Mike playing over either of them. Solid six man, though. It's kind of random out of nowhere. I like it. I like the confidence in Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. I mean, he also led us in rebounds at 5.4. Which he just was, I mean, <laughs> he certainly has the potential. I think we need to see the the, the effort level be consistent. I think yeah. I we have to hope that injuries did play a part. And we know he was a little bit dinged up at times. Uh, certainly, he missed, what, three weeks uh, when he was sitting out. He still just, he never seemed to be 100%. 
for a full game. He would come out and look really engaged and then would just kind of lose his focus. And maybe mm-hmm. that was uh, you know, not being on a competitive team. I don't know. But I, I think I do agree that I think he's probably going to get the start at the five at the beginning of the season. I don't agree that Trent Flowers will start from day one. I hope he does. I, mean, I hope he's just that good. But I, I, I'll be surprised if Mike James, who I think Kenny Payne trusts and, and thinks a lot of, won't be in the starting lineup for the first game of the season. I'd be time will tell. Be curious if we start hunting the five because he be, he should be more of a four if you want to stretch it out because he can play that corner three shot. That said, he, I would trust him more doing that than I would being the the last line of defense behind our guards because I don't know where he ranked in blocks with us, but I don't know if he could stop either of us going down the lane. And that's the thing is if he plays the four, I mean. I, that means you're trusting Dennis Evans right off the bat to be your starting center. And maybe you do. Maybe he's that good. Maybe his he lack, some blocks at point eight. <laughs> yeah, maybe his defensive prowess is so good that it makes up for any deficiencies he may have on the offensive end right out of the gate. But yeah, these are all questions we'll have to we'll we'll have to see. I know they've started practicing a little bit. We're hearing. I mean, I do love like the people who you've like seen pictures and videos. They're like, it's more together. The teams are clearly, they're a cohesive unit now. I'm like, okay, let, like, uh, let's, let's tone it down. We had a lot of Kumbaya stuff last year too. And it ended up not really translating to the floor, but uh, it's that time of the year. we got a full summer of this. It's going to be fine. Do you want to guess how many blocks Sunley Hatfield had last year's total? The entire season? Yeah, he did lead well, the team. He missed like six or seven games. Yeah, he did lead the team though. I'm going to say he had 12. That's underselling. Mike James at 12. Hit 18. Okay. All right. Still not impressive. No, I mean, it was. it's not terrible, but it's not. Okafor played five games and had seven. He was active. <laughs> Before we take a break, reminding you about our guys over at AirServe. It's hot out there. If your AC unit goes out or needs some uh, tweaking, call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. They'll come out to your home. They'll fix your problem. Very quick, very easy. It's what AirServe does. They can also offer you a tune-up of your system for just $49 if you call them today at 502-785-8600. That's AirServe of Louisville, 502-785-8600. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More from you guys on the text line. A couple football thoughts as well. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. And hear the bouncing round the room, the never-ending even do like the whole like i'll just keep a little bit of money in to just wager every now and then i just check my email and it's like you've been assigned a mission from DraftKings. it's like i'm like what I, i'm curious now i want to see what this Bruce. is it's yeah it's like bet at least ten dollars in each of the next three days to get 400 crowns like, i don't even know what a crown is i don't want to know i don't want any of these bonus things great show on netflix i hear i took your because so i knew i was going to only be in ohio for like the the day and a half and so i i signed up and they had the deal for like 
your first deposit, if you deposit $5, you get $200 worth of free bets. You can make, like, all these different, basically, like, uh, eight different $25 bets. I don't know if you know this, but, like, what they give, I don't, the, the catch of that is, is that they're, like, $200 to bet, but if you try to cash out, you can only cash out what you, you earned post that 200 well, I did that wasn't this one because I just cashed out already. But so I made all those twenty-five dollar bets when I was when I was in Ohio. I'm like, I'm getting them all in my system today. I made the made two hundred fifty bucks. Just cashed it out over here in Indiana. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. I, oh, I don't. You're weak. No more deals. No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not weak. I just. I well, I know I am weak. It's why I don't want to do it. I'm, I will get hooked. I will lose money, and I don't want to do it. I, 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 horse racing, gambling is my vice. I will do that. But I'm not. I don't want to sit here betting fifty dollars every night on the NBA. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. Wimp. Yeah, I mean, just I don't. I don't want to, sports is fun. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose a ton of money. <laughs> the house usually wins. When I'm take, I'm on a, I'm on a heater right now. Quitting while I'm ahead. Pay for the weekend. That's good enough for me. Five uh, stream down. I don't think so. I don't know. I hope not. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll keep up thoughts here from you guys for uh, for the rest of the hour. We've got about 17 minutes here. We'll, we'll just take some text. Texas, this texture's grandma is a roadie for Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't think it was his grandma. It was his aunt. His aunt had been to over 100 Kid Rock shows. <laughs> What's your roadie? She's the crazy aunt. The crazy fun aunt. I've never known a roadie. If you had to follow a, like a band or a musical act around the country for, let's say, a summer, who would you pick? Slime? Like, well, I mean, you mean like in history, regardless of like or like, cur- like legitimate currently. Let's say currently. You, you just you, yeah, you come in tomorrow. Possible, yeah. You come in tomorrow and you're like, I'm done. I'm not doing the show anymore. I'll be back in September. I'm spending the next three months following Blackpink. Who's Blackpink? <laughs> K-pop group. Oh. <laughs> You brought you played them before. I yeah, think. yeah. The whistle song. I love that song. Uh, I don't know why it just popped in my head. <laughs> um, I don't know because I selfishly, whoever I pick, I want to. I'm picking them not because I like them, but because I'm figuring I can get the most scraps from what they don't want in terms of groupies. Is that bad of me? Yeah, I mean that kind of roadies. Isn't that what the you're, ro- you're overthinking the question? But I mean that's that's what the roadie does, right? Like it gets the they get to pick out the girls that go backstage, and the ones that don't make the cut, they get to say, "Hey, if you really want to meet them, you can you know help me out." Okay. Probably not good today's society to say that out. No. <laughs> so you don't have an answer, <laughs> other than One Direction? No, no, okay. <laughs> Uh, Texas, I also remember reading Where the Red Fern Grows in grade school and thinking, damn, raccoons are way more vicious than I thought. Okay, here's an admission. Is a raccoon now? So Where the Red Fern Grows, the, the, the dogs are hunting dogs. Okay. And they like they, the whole thing is like they're getting raccoons. Like they're, they're hunting raccoons. But in the book, again, keep in mind, I read this when I was nine years old. They refer to the raccoons. The main character does. It's without the. It's a. It's a slur. I'm not gonna say it. Like, but he, they just say it without the the rac. Okay? I don't think that's that's. Only- I know it's not, but I still don't. I'm, I'm not gonna. It, I, I, I want to say any. I'm not towing any line here. Good thing you never called football games for the tight end with that last name. Oh, K K U H N. Yeah. I have a friend Tyler Coon who has that last name. Anyways, the entire time reading the book, I didn't know what 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 that meant. What like what those were. And so I'm in, 
I'm envisioning, like, I just, I, I was like, I guess I just didn't know the, I, I probably should have put two and two together, but I'm like, if, if that means raccoon, like, why are they just not saying raccoons, not knowing that it's like a short foot, like, so I'm envisioning this, like, I don't know, like slithery, like snake creature going up all these trees that the dogs are getting. I've got no idea what I'm thinking of. That was, that's one of my primary memories of reading that book. Again, I was nine years old. So why'd they have to kill the dogs? Well, they don't. They don't. One of them just dies. How? It's old. It's sick. Well, that's not like Old Yeller. Well, yeah, but then the other dog is like so distraught. You can look up the plot to the book. Text says there's a random, uh, very large Terry Rogier poster hung on the sound wall at 264 West right before you get to the Barstown Road exit. That seems relevant to the show. There is? Rogier, like Boston or uh, Hornets Rogier? I'm assuming Louisville. That too. That could have been should have been probably my first guess, but Terry's Louisville. That's very Does strange. Does really get a a Terry's Louisville? I don't think it's official. I mean, it's on the sound wall, so it's not like a. This isn't like one of the the city sanctioned signs, but I mean, clearly gonna, there's just a big Terry fan around the city that thinks that we're not talking about him, enough about him. I mean, if you're gonna pick a little player in the last ten years, it'd be like Russell Donovan, right? Well, yeah. I, again, I don't think this is a like Louisville thing. I think it's just it, oh, yeah. that's why it's random. The, the person's texting in. Yeah, usually those are people from here too. Also, uh, Texas says the only the reason we are all so up in arms about tipping people now is because all the services we never used to tip are expecting tips now. It all started with a little turnaround tablet screen. I that, think well, that, that's the that's screen that they right. use on me at, at, at Starbucks. Um, they use them everywhere now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, t- I think I told you when I went to when I went to the wrestling show in Lexington. And I stopped at the. Uh, I had to pay for parking. It had tip on that. Yeah, it's. It, and like, I was like, I was like, I don't. I'm, I had I, like that would have been something I normally would have been like, oh, yeah, screw you. I'm not tipping you. But like, I'm thinking to myself, back in my mind, like, if I don't tip, what else I'm gonna come back with my cars like on cinder blocks? Like I'm tipping. Like here's five bucks, dude. Please don't. You know. That's how I feel about everything now too. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to piss anybody off, especially if they have access to my. Food or cars or belongings, I just don't want to. But that is that is one of the very few times, other than the Starbucks I mentioned, that like I was optioned to tip, and I thought I just doesn't deserve a tip because normally I'm like, here you go. Sure, but that was yeah. You're a parking attendant, you're standing there giving my ticket and taking five, fifteen, twenty dollars, or how much you're gouging me for to park here for three hours. You're not getting tipped. Oh yeah, I mean, that's what are you doing? Yeah, you're doing your job legitimately. I mean, I'm not saying that no one isn't that doesn't deserve a tip, but. I guess, I mean, with servers, it's, you know, they're making a lot less, but did servers still only make like $3 an hour? Yeah, which I, I also don't understand why that's a thing. Like when you, so in Europe, it's like, it's like an insult to tip them because they're paid well. Like, so, yeah. so you're not supposed to, which seems like a much easier setup, right? If like everybody's just paid well and we don't need to tip anybody, let's just keep it simple. Like, like I don't need extra money for doing my job. You do your job. You don't get tips for it. You're paid well enough. I'm paid well enough. We don't need to have 15-minute conversations on random sports radio shows in Louisville about who to tip and who not to tip. Well, like, when, when, Simple. When, when did it start that we that it became a, a thing the servers always, always make less than minimum wage? It shouldn't have never become a thing. Well, was, it because, was it because, well, they're getting tipped, but that's kind of like you're, you're kind of a chicken and an egg right there, right? I mean, yeah, it should, should not happen. Now, when I worked at Glen Oaks, I made like six bucks an hour plus tips, which was beautiful. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Text of that text was the best and highest use of the word yokel. Well done to that texture. It was the best text we've gotten in a Who while. Who said yokel? I didn't hear that one. Did they got the political scientists. Oh, I didn't hear the word yokel in there. They said, I saw, Texas says, I saw a video of the TBT team working out, and David Johnson is with them. 
is he just working out or is he a part of the team too? I would be willing to bet because David Johnson is still he's on a professional contract. I would be willing to bet that he's just working out. Is he? Yeah. He's in the G League last year, right? Right. He's on a two-way deal, I think, still. Okay. Um, who's he with? Raptors. Okay, so the solo Raptors. So yeah, that would mean I don't. I I think by definition he's not allowed to play in the TBT. Um, but it would make sense that he's back in town working out. Yeah, he out. signed a two-way on August 8, 2021, which goes through the 22-23 season. I thought one thing real quickly, and this is, it may have changed but now that we've got now, now that we've got our actual team in town and they're working out together as a unit. I thought it was kind of interesting and also cool. Like Sidney Curry, who we've known has been in the transfer port for a long time, was just showing highlights of himself a couple like weeks ago, like working out in the Keeper Center, like still working out for UofL. Like we're letting players – at least for a few weeks after the, the, the semester ended or the, the season ended, who made it known that they were entering the transfer portal, still use our facilities to work out. I think that's kind of – I like that. You're, you're under no obligation, I guess, if a player is leaving the program to keep their access to the, the, the practice center and the workout facilities live. But Kenny Payne doing that, if, if that's in fact what's happening, I think it's a, it's a class move. I like it. Uh, he was actually waived on, in October, by the way. Who? David Johnson. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he signed in August and got cut in October. So, but he's all, he's in the he's with the G League team. Uh, he joined the Raptors oh, 90905 as an affi- as an affiliate. So player. he's still a, he's still technically a G League. Player. Technically, I guess yeah. So he he can't play on the TBT. Texas people are expecting way too much from Evans in for year one. I mean, I don't know. It depends what your expectations are, right? I think that there are a lot of people, and I mean, I feel like I see this about Trenton Flowers a little bit too, but with Evan specifically, when, when he signed with us, and you can say this is a conspiracy or whatever, when he signed with us, he was higher ranked than he, than he is in these final rankings on most of the scouting service. I think Rivals, one of the scouting services still has him as like a top 20 player, but I think he's like 56 and 65 in the others. But because he was so highly touted, I do think there's this, and I'm not trying to compare the two players because I don't think that his career is going to go this way at all. But there's a little bit of an Aiden Gahan effect with people who, like, we thought, hey, this guy's going to play. With Dennis or with Tre- with Flowers? With Evans. Okay. I mean, we, we, you know, this guy's highly touted. We want him. He's a big man. He's, he might not play huge minutes as a freshman, but he's going to be really, really good and all this stuff, and then it didn't happen. And so now we've got this weird thing where you want to get excited about this five, four-star big man but you also don't want to overblow expectations again. Big men are hard to project at the college level, for sure. And we hear so much about how polished he is defensively, but how far he has to go on offense. What do you do with that? I mean, I, I'm choosing. I, I think this is one of those instances where, and I know these are dangerous words given the way that the last year has gone, but like Kenny Payne coming out and saying definitively that he thinks he can be one of the best college basketball players in the country by the time he, he develops is – no small praise. Like I, I, they clearly see something in him that leads them to believe that he can be as good as the big men that, that Payne worked with at Kentucky at some point in time, and that gets me excited. I do think that there are some people who are expecting him to be like a, you know, sixteen point, ten rebound, two blocks a game guy right out out of the, the gate, and I don't think that that's going to happen. The expectations with Flowers again. I think Trenton Flowers will be a very, very good college player. There's a reason why he was a five-star, according to some of the scouting services, and why he's a top 25 guy, even as a reclass. But we just like, – like, forget the reclass angle. 
we're seeing with very, very few freshmen these days, even five stars, very few instances of them being college ready right out of the gate, being a guy who can score 15, 16 points per game for you at a high-level program. And it's why I'm tempering my expectations for him. I, I think that he, he he's going to help you. There's no question about it. But we saw last year with Kamari Land, who I know is slightly less highly touted than, than Flowers is, but we certainly had big expectations for him. Kenny Payne talked about him in similar terms as the way he's talking about Flowers now, and he just wasn't ready. and He just didn't give us what we thought we were going to get from him. So I, I'm hoping that he's more polished than most freshmen in recent years, but the, the recent data shows maybe we should just wait for him to get into his groove in like January, February. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath for instant impact. I mean, I would love to see it, but and that's for either Flowers or Evans. I mean, with Evans, I mean, to me, my ceiling is minutes played up in the air, but I'm thinking like I would expect I'd be happy if he's probably, I don't know, seven, six, seven points a game, maybe three, four, five rebounds a game, uh, a couple of ga- maybe a game or two where he, you know, has like a 16 and 10 type game. Uh, to, to help those stats get up a little bit. But, I mean, 12, 13 minutes a game is about what I would hope to see out of him. I mean, that, that's what I ex- I would expect out of, out of what I, just the highlights I've seen of him and looking at his frame and everything. That's what I would see from him. I'm expecting a little bit more than you, I think. But you, you could easily be right. Like I, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm expecting him to be around, I'll say, 8, 9 points per game, maybe closer to 10. I think he'll play around 20 minutes, maybe slightly less per game. He made, The minutes I don't want to really judge because I don't know. I could see him playing 20-plus minutes a game whether he's ready to or not. I mean, it's true. I mean, with the situation, and that's going to be said for Flowers. I mean, how many minutes a game did Lance play last year? I mean, probably. Uh, probably around 20. Yeah. I mean, he probably should only been playing maybe about 10 or 12. We also had more, we have more options now at that spot than I think we had last year. When, when if I'm going to say healthy, especially, yeah. With uh, Evans, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, Lance played 21.1 minutes per game yeah, I mean, last year. And Probably a little more than he needed to be playing, but it's what we had to do. I mean, now I think you can play. I mean, we still Karan Davis is such a huge mystery. But if you if, if Flowers just isn't ready, you've got Trey White there, you've got Mike James there, you've got I mean, it feels like a million other guys there that can play that spot. Um, so if you want to bring him along slowly, you can. And if he's got the goods, you can throw him right out there. Uh, again, it's all very intriguing. They won four games. What, what the hell not? Just do it. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> Texas Kenny Payne also said that Fabio was going to surprise everyone. He did. And hey, we didn't think it'd be that bad. He did surprise everyone. <laughs> Shocked me. <laughs> Why isn't he playing more? Uh, the political scientist texted back in and says, Trevor, I admit in political science that the jobs opportunities aren't vast. You can work in government, creating policy and studying to see if policies actually work or teaching political science. I don't want to burn in hell, so I just teach. Back to back, great text. I mean, I was, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't mean, mean, I just, I, I the political science is like one of those, like, what do you really do with the degree? And what I understand is, like, it's not an easy degree, degree to get either. Like, it's a tougher degree. So, I mean, I minored in political science. Huh? Fun fact, I minored in political science. Really? I did. I once hit on a minor in political science. Okay, that's. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, so what were you going to do? Like, if, like he, he just said, I guess you go into politics or you teach. I mean, yeah, you can. It seemed like a very good degree to get. I well, mean, you're not going into politics, but you can work in government. And there are government jobs outside of elected official. Like, if I'm like, is it like a computer thing? What? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess it's just political since it's in the name. But I mean, can you be a science? I mean, what part of this is actual science? Okay. <laughs> like, is it bi- biology? <laughs> 
Texture says, moving on, cat burglars wear all black outfits and toboggan caps. They're trained to tiptoe stealthily. Some are master. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I don't know if you're describing a cat burglar or a ninja. and magicians. Some high-level cat burglars know karate or have ninja skills. Yeah, there you go. These cat burglars are likely trained and certified in Asia, Europe, or Montana. Well, that's, <laughs> that seems stereotypically racist. Uh, you got something against Montana? I was going to say, where's Montana, by the way, thrown in there? I think it's part of the joke. Um, yeah, I think he described a ninja. Are yeah. ninjas real? Yes. Okay. Texas, did you know that Cam Teague is covering Ohio State football for the athletic? Good for him finally being able to cover a winning college football program. Uh, I did not. I knew Cam had moved on to a couple different places. I like Cam a lot, uh, but I didn't know he was covering Ohio State for the athletic. In relation to Master Teague? Master Teague? He's a running back at Ohio State. I don't know. Just curious. Texas, Dennis or Emmanuel have to be at the five. Both have a good motor and have far better paint presence than BHH or JJ. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think JJ is a defensive liability. He doesn't have enough weight to guard the four or the five, and he might be too slow to guard the three. I mean. Yeah, but you can, I mean, Brandon can't really play. The, I mean, defensively, he's not a five either. It depends on what you're looking to do well, as a team. We have this weird thing. It kind of reminds me of our guard situation was it two years ago where it was like we had a lot of guys that did one thing well, but like, like not a guard. Like if you put all the guards together, you could Ooh. have had a really good guard. I think we kind of have that same thing going right now at the center position. I feel like if our options are Dennis, Emmanuel, and Brandon, you'd like to have Brandon's offensive skill. You'd like to have Dennis's defensive game and length. And you'd like to have maybe Emmanuel's motor or, or just kind of the physicality inside. And I feel like all three of those guys have a really glaring weakness. And we also, I mean, let's be real, we haven't seen that much of Emmanuel Okorafor. He played a few games and got hurt. Uh, I don't know if he can even play the five, but um, he clearly, just playing hard, had an impact with us last season. I feel like we're kind of in that boat, though, where if you can take all three guys and put them together, you'd have a really good center, but picking one is going to be kind of tough. What did you say Ooh, about? I almost got called out. I almost, almost fell for the uh, fake Adam Schefter account. Oh, uh, I'm glad you didn't. I know. I Because the, the headline, Michael Pittman has been suspended for the 23-24 season for gambling involved with the Colts. I was like, fake Schefter. Yeah. So get you. So that's something. First thing I noticed, it didn't, have the, it didn't have the blue. And I was like, oh, okay. And I clicked on it. It's the 15-follower one. It does seem to be uh, a lot of people assuming that Michael Pittman is this said player that is uh, being investigated. Interesting. I love that there's people putting up clips about it. Can you imagine if you bet this and then showing Michael Pittman just dropping wide open passes? <laughs> Quick update on the Rozier guys. No, this is 100% not a city-sanctioned thing. It looks like someone just threw it over the wall and hung it up. I'll try to get a picture tomorrow. That's what I get. I like this. is such a weird thing to do, Rozier. It, it's, I mean. <laughs> it's why I love, I love weird summer stories. It's a very weird thing. I mean, it's, I guess I mean, you guys, I can see being a Rozier fan, but like of all the players over the last like 10 years, like I mean, I don't know if Rozier would be my top five. I like Terry a lot. I do, too. I'm just saying. I mean, that's. But, you know, before, you know, Kenny got here, we actually had a lot of people to choose from. Texas, what the hell is this music that Trev is spinning today? Well, you played my morning jacket. I like that. Yeah, the other one was, um, uh, what I play? Um, oh, it was uh, Fish, Bouncing Around the Room. And the first song was uh, Boomtown, uh, Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays. Texas, show of hands, who else was fully prepared for Trev, who knows nothing about political science uh, to go into why that person's opinion doesn't matter because political science is one of those pointless majors? I didn't say it didn't matter. I just thought the major was pointless. 
His opinion it matters to me. I like him. There you go. I'll take a break. Five o'clock hour is <laughs> on the way sucks. next. <laughs> Five o'clock hour is on the way next. We'll talk a little uh, UFL football, some Jeff Brom thoughts, uh, big recruiting weekend, some scholarship of offers have been doled out by the staff, and then we'll take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Weatherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. With the angry face, he got two years off for good behavior. Back in the neighborhood of working for the city, there's two old ladies and a junkie not now. He can see for sure that his work is cut out. Though he walks through the shadows, he won't fear his neighbor. Back in the neighborhood of working for the savior. Mike Rutherford Show, reacting to all the news of the weekend here in the world of Cardinal Sports, which admittedly is not much, unfortunately. I would, ideally, I think it was this Monday a year ago where we were watching the the Louisville-Michigan regional final as it happened. Cam Masterman hit the, the, the gigantic home run to put the cards ahead. That call at second base happened. We're going nuts on the air. Ideally, we'd be right back there, but unfortunately, no Cardinal baseball, no real Louisville sports. So we're just uh, we're kind of... Now we're in Sunday night talking about tipping and political science. And how about this? Also, <laughs> reports out there that Taylor Swift is now single again. She has broken up with Matty Healy, the 1975 frontman, and she's back on the market, which means... Like, God, she was, he was older, a lot older than her then. Healy? He was a frontman in 1975? No, she wasn't even, <laughs> even born until 89. The name of the band is the 1975. Oh, never heard of them. It's your time, Trev. To make a move on Taylor Swift. Uh, or to join the 1975, which one? Yeah, I think I could. I, I, She's coming to Cincinnati pretty soon. She'll be in the area. I could, I could do that. She's selling out shows at a record rate. I mean, this, could you imagine? This I tour could, is the new big, biggest thing in the history of music. I mean, I would regenerate her whole career. Like, after after I, after I, we break up, she could write, like, three albums about how, how I crushed her spirit. You'd ruin her. Oh, I would. She's the top of the world right now, and you just you'd bring her down. Won't be the first one I, I ruined. <laughs> I think it's time, though. Make your plea. If you were reaching out, if you were reaching out to Taylor Swift, what would you say? Sexy. Come here, come here, come here, girl. I hear you like number thirteen. I got something thirteen. Around. <laughs> think about it. Call me. I think it would work. <laughs> think that'd work. Sounds right for Alex. Slide in her DMs. Sounds That's like no cap, baby. We have the the People News email of the day also has come in, which on. Not surprisingly, this is the, the lead story. But Ryan it guess who else could it be? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Ah, uh, what, what are those crazy, crazy kids up to these days? Their friend was celebrating their uh, their kid's birthday with a throwback photo. <laughs> I mean, good God. What's a, wait a minute, what's a throwback photo? A throwback? You don't know what like, a throwback is? Like, I don't know, a throwback? What do you mean a throwback photo? Like, he took it with, like, a throwaway camera? No. You're, were you never, like, on the Internet, like, 15 years ago, like, Throwback Thursday? You post like a picture from like an old picture. Oh, I, I, I know. I know. WCW doesn't stand for World Championship Wrestling anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that thanks to the internet. 
I fell for that trend a few times. <laughs> Woman Crush Wednesday. I was like, what's going on in wrestling? There was Man Crush Monday back in the day, too. MCM. Yeah. No. No, I don't. I, I, T, what, it was, that would be the TBT or whatever. A throwback is just like a, it's something from the past, yeah. Well, I know what a throwback is. Like throwback jerseys. I used to sell well, then why them. wouldn't you understand what a throwback picture was? Well, because I, I didn't know what you meant. Like, like a throwback jersey is an old jersey. Like, if it's an old... A throwback picture is like, I guess, I don't know, I'm taking the picture with an old camera. Like a Polaroid or something. I got like a, one of those like disposable cameras. They still make those? Yeah. Awesome. Those you, things were great. You can still get those. You can still. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know how you made it this far. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was moving some stuff around my uh, house the other day. Uh-huh. I actually found some old Polaroids. And some of them are from... Uh, Say that word again. Polaroids. I thought you said Polaroids. It's like a <laughs> boiler maker. No, not boiler maker. Polaroids. And uh, it was from like a disposable camera probably. I got some old ones too. And uh, one of them was uh, pictures from me and the uh, the ex in the in the hot tub room that I've told you about. This is the, the Grave X. The what? The Grave Digger X. The Grave Robber No, 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 oh, no, no. The, 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 the uh, hot tub room. Oh, the, hot, the, the hotel room that you booked with the hot, that had a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, it's a, power, it's a Super 8 or whatever. Most of the, yeah. <laughs> took, took a limo out there, and then the next morning realized we don't have a way to get home because I didn't think about that far through. <laughs> but I found some pictures from, the, from that hotel room. Well. I'll have to bring it in and show it to you. I don't know if I want to. I mean, there's, well, I mean, I think she's in most of them, but I mean, yeah. Okay. I'll check them out. <laughs> hey, well, you, I don't care. We're not good together anymore. <laughs> check her out if you want. Do you like the Brom family? I don't know. Do you like to breathe? If you're like Trevor and you do like the Brahms, you have a chance to hear the Brahms talk tomorrow at Fraser History Museum. They're having a conversation uh, with the Brahms. Brom won't, Brian won't be there, so you're, you're, you're good. You don't have to worry about Brian ruining the entire thing. Jeff and Greg are going to be there. Kim's going to be there. Oscar and Donna are going to be there. All the best Brahms. No Brian. They're going to be doing a conversation from 6 to 7.30. The doors are going to open at 5.30. Rachel Platt and Andy Trainin will be moderating it. They'll talk about U of L football. They'll talk about coaching. They'll talk about their brotherhood. They'll talk about rivalries, the hometown, coming up through Trinity, being a player at U of L, transitioning to a coach at U of L. It's all going to happen tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have light hors d'oeuvres and a cash bar there as well. It's $25 uh, for general admission. You can get tickets by going to FraserMuseum.org. Should be a fun time. I, mean, I always love I mean, every, anytime Jeff talks to anybody, I feel like yeah. it produces something that's notable. There's going to be media there. Here's hoping it's a, you know, it's a, it should be a lively event. You never leave a Jeff Brom conversation feeling unsatisfied. No, it would be nice. I mean, as someone who loves the Brom so much, it would be nice to finally hear the voices of the people I look at through their home window on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm curious. In a cat burglar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just, you know, a couple of trees over with some binoculars, but, you know, that's all. <laughs> Speaking of the Brahms, I did see, I, I, love, I think I told you on Friday, so there was the manual graduation was happening. And yeah. the Ryan boys, they are, you know, Dugan is our boss. Um, He's owned the station for a long time. His Patrick is our intern. Patrick's around here. He and Trey both graduated from Manual over the weekend, and they were next to my nephew Jack because yep. Rutherford Ryan right next to each other. Uh, Patrick sent a picture of them all together at Freedom Hall, and Jack had a few more well, the, the tassels and the the, the robes than the the, the the Ryan boys had, which was fine. But I loved Dugan sent a group text as I get into the hotel, like eleven thirty on Friday night. Dugan sends me Trey and Patrick. 
a group text video of the, the Ryan boys graduating. I was like, I, I didn't get that. I know. I feel like a proud uncle, like being included well, on the. Well, I included. I've known these kids longer than you. Well, they look at me as something of a father figure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my boys are graduating. The boys are graduating. As I'm walking to the hotel room, ignoring my wife, she's like, "Can you carry my bag?" I'm like, "Hold on, I gotta, I gotta see Patrick getting his diploma here." I did notice, like, I saw, I did see the picture of like them with uh, Kim and, and Dugan. Uh, in their in their robes, like is it common? Like, I thought like graduation robes were always like black. Like why are they? Theirs were white. I noticed. Um, is that a new thing now? Where it's like just like you want to have different color? Like is, do some people? Wear, I know you said you wore a suit with no hat at yours. Yeah, we had to wear the white tux, which sucks. I, I think. Was, yeah, it was, it was tradition. Yeah. yeah, I mean they had the hat still, but I noticed the coloring. Like I was just pictured. I mean, well, I think the the robes are the same. Like, the school colors. Is that what it is? But that's but in every movie I've ever seen, they're always wearing black. Well, because I mean, it's again, life is not a movie. It is, but it's a documentary. Like in Saint X, the robes are gold, and are they? Yeah, it's a school color. Because I think the 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 males at Manual wear cream, and the, the the females wear crimson, or vice versa, whatever it is. Like I thought their color was purple. Oh no, that's man. I'm saying male. male you're right. Yeah, they, they they wear the school colors. Like at male, I think it's purple and white for the robes. I think it's it's, it's all, yeah, just school huh. colors. But props to the Ryan, props to all the graduates uh, for who got their diplomas over the weekend. You did it. We're proud of you. We're thrilled. Does that count for college too? Uh, yeah. What color was your robe when you graduated? From Again, college? I did. I didn't walk in college. That's right, you didn't. Yeah, yeah you're, tra- you're just too cool. Yeah, I was too cool. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> you were just so you're still pissed. You can get to throw your hat up in high school. I, it, yeah, that, that was my <laughs> one chance. I was like, you know, I'm not taking. it. Well, you would have got a hat at, at, at Bellman, right? Yeah, I don't know if, know if they threw or not. I know Mary was there in her picture. She looks very hungover because she was very hungover. <laughs> well, this, okay. I thought you were going to be like, she looks very hungover because, I don't know. No, she was <laughs> hungover. I mean. They had like a whole senior week uh, festivities at, at Bellarmine, which is actually the first time that Mary and I met was at one of those festivities. And, and she was she had herself a fine week, and she was very hungover that morning, which thankfully I didn't have to. The first time you met Mary, was she drunk? Oh, yeah. She hit on me at a bar, <laughs> which I will never not bring up to her. It was at a Kiko's, the karaoke bar. She was drunk, though. She was very drunk. She walked over, and she asked me. I was staying at the bar waiting to order, and she goes, is this where you order the beer? And I was like, the bar? Yeah. And she was like, how do I not know you? Like, we had not we had not met before. That's a sneaky pickup line. Like, women have to have, don't need the pickup lines we do. They don't. Hers is just like, do you order beer here? I mean, she could have said it. She's, <laughs> I, I know she's – Mary has a, a distorted logic. Like, she doesn't see the world from a normal – because she's a pretty girl. Like, so she doesn't understand certain things. But, she, I mean, she could have said oh, anything. Yeah. But she, she asked me that. I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, introduces herself, and we talk for a little bit. And then she walks away without ordering a beer. I was like, oh. That went well. I was like, let's see what happens here. And then nothing happened for like a year and a half. And then we started dating. I'd love to test that with, with, with beautiful women at bars. Like that's Is this where you order the beer? No, just have them say the most craziest things and see if the guy still sticks around because she's hot. If you or I go up to a woman at a bar, even back then, and we're like, hey, is this where you order? They'd call the cops. Well, they would call, they'd just be like, yeah, you moron, and walk away probably. You're the dumbest mother. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I want nothing to do with this human being. Get away from me. That's <laughs> the creepiest, annoying text line of all time. Pickup line of all time. Well, just ask me if it hurt when I fell from heaven. Yeah. But with her, it worked. I was like, oh, I know when we did she's the, adorable. When we did the show from PTs, that was one of the questions I asked was, like, some of the worst pickup lines they received. And, like, I think the best one was, the, like, somebody asked to break into ice because she's a polar bear or something like that. I don't remember what Sounds great. It was something else. <laughs> How could that not work? Like, first of all, why are you, you wasting the pickup lines? you're a polar bear. No offense, but why are you wasting pickup lines on a stripper? It's not like they're going to be mean to you. 
I mean, they're going to be nice regardless. They don't like you. <laughs> Take it from a professional. They don't like you. They don't like um, I saw this question real quickly, and then I'll talk about the recruiting weekend that was for UL football. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I want to test myself here. Like, how well do I know CK? Because this is a question that's going around on Twitter. It's curious. Without, don't, don't just think, first thing that comes to your mind, the first movie involving a pool, what comes to your mind? Uh, um, 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 Caddyshack. Okay. I, I thought it was going to be something else. I don't know why. It's the first thing, Dookie in the pool. <laughs> I like it. I thought it was going to be Fast Times. That's a good one, yeah. A sandlot, which is right to my left in the poster. The sad thing is when I saw it, because I, I did it to myself, I just, just popped up when we were on break, I thought Swim Fan, which is a terrible a movie. horrible movie. It was like, first movie with the pool, I'm like, Swim Fan. Oh, what was the girl's name in that movie that was, she, like, you thought she was going to be popular and she like, disappeared. She never Erica really, something? Yeah. Matt, was it Masterson or? Uh, Sounds right. Yeah. She was one of the, yeah, she, she was hot, but yeah, she, she was like, one of those, like, this is going to be the next big thing. And then, no, she was. Who was the dude in the, that stalked her? I don't, he ended up not really doing a whole lot, too. But th- that girl, she looked a lot like Julia Stiles. I think that was her biggest problem. She like, was kind of coming up the same time as Julia Stiles. Erica Christensen. She's been in some stuff. but Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's been around. She didn't she, pop the way that people thought she No. She was also in uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She was in Traffic, I know. Uh, yeah. Swim Pain was one of her first movies, 2002. She's in Perfect Score. Anyway. Yeah, she really hadn't done much yet. I feel like I saw her on TV somewhere at one point. Oh, yeah, she was on the 70s show also. She was the one that, that, that liked Red, and, and despite Eric hitting on her. Yeah, okay. I do remember. I, that's where I kind of remember seeing her from. Uh, real quickly, UVA football, it, it's another, I know this isn't the exciting time of the year for recruiting, but it's an important time of the year. They're trying to make inroads with the class of 2024 and 2025 members that they really like, uh, specifically 2025 uh, as they start the process of, of getting it going during you know, their upcoming junior seasons of high school football. So Louisville had a, a, a solid contingent of 2025 players in town over the weekend. A few of them they felt highly enough uh, about to go ahead and offer scholarships. Um, Tarvos Alford, second, the second, is one of the top-ranked linebackers in the entire country. He plays for John Carroll High School in, in Fort Pierce, Florida, which is a powerhouse. He's got offers to a, a number of big-time schools already. He's the number... Uh, 17 linebacker in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, and the number 142 overall player. He picked up an offer from Louisville. Uh, Bo Walker, big-time running back out of Georgia, Love Cedar Grove. Name, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Bo Walker just sounds like, especially that's, out of Georgia. Yeah, you know? that's a great Georgia running back name. It, you got Bo, good. You got Walker, very good. <laughs> Combine them together, he should be like the ultimate running back. Am I wrong? What am I brain farting from that from? What are you referencing? Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker. Oh, I was thinking there's a, you got so-and-so good. So-and-so good. Oh, no, I was thinking. Oh, you're thinking of friends, Joey. Where you're I like, guess. Meat? Meat, yeah, good. yeah. Onions, good. Yeah. Meat, good. <laughs> it's like to grab my mind with, yeah. He, the good news for Louisville, so he's he's undersized, unlike Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker. He's five foot nine, but very much yeah. a speedster out of Cedar Grove High School. He played at the same school where Adonijah Green, who's a freshman defensive tackle for UofL now, played. So that's a nice little in that the cards have. And if you're looking at the quarterback position, Luke Nickel, who uh, is the number 20 overall quarterback in the class, according to 24-7 Sports, picked up an offer from Brian Brom over the weekend. He's out of Alpharetta, Georgia, Milton High School. They just like, they know how to, to breed quarterbacks down there. Uh, five-star wide receiver Caleb Cunningham, who's the number two wide receiver in the 2025 class, also got an offer from UofL. Again, 
it's cool that we're giving offers, but the fact that we've already gotten some of these kids on campus this early in the process, I think speaks highly to what Jeff Brom and company have been able to do on, on the recruiting front recently. It just seems like the positive vibes are there, and we're now 87 days away, 88 days away from kickoff. You've, you've won the offseason. You've, oh, yeah. you've brought members of the fan base that have just kind of been floating along listlessly for the last few years under Scott Satterfield. You've gotten them back into the fold. The excitement is there. The only thing left is to win. And I feel far more comf- confident with Jeff Brom in a season opener because he was pretty damn good in season openers throughout his career up till now than I did with Scott Satterfield, who, I mean, last year after the Syracuse game was like, we just weren't ready to play. We got to – I'm like, how? And it, it, that loss is even more befuddling, like, looking back because we ended up – you would have thought that we are going to win like three games after getting our asses handed to us by Syracuse and not looking like we were prepared at all for that game, and we ended up winning eight. It's like, I still don't understand how we weren't more prepared, but then... And we still feel like we underachieved as well. The game, the first game the year before, the Ole Miss game. Everything to play for in the world, Monday night, national TV audience just came out, laid an, laid an egg. We just were not ready for season openers outside of maybe his very first game against Notre Dame where we competed more than you thought we were going to. Still lost by three scores. <laughs> we lost the game. But like we, people thought we were going to lose by 40. I know. I think if Jeff Brom comes out, takes it to Georgia Tech, you'll have a high, highly enthusiastic large crowd for that Murray State game, even though it's a Thursday night. And then from that point forward, I mean, Indiana, conference games, Notre Dame coming to town. Enthusiasm should be at an all-time high. The buzz should return, but, man, you've got to start off on the right foot. If you don't start off on the right foot, a lot of this momentum that you're building on the recruiting trail, a lot of this momentum that you're building with what you've been able to do in the transfer portal, the season ticket sales going up, you, you don't lose it all, but you lose a solid amount. This is, this is a sneaky, important season opener in the recent history of UVL football. I don't feel like I'm overstating that. Like You, you need to – because you, you – you feel like you've gotten something that you've lost that you haven't had since Lamar left, and in order to hold on to it, you got to at least start on the right foot. You've got to give us a few weeks to be undefeated, to taste victory, to feel like you know, dream those big things. If you're three and zero with wins over Indiana, Georgia Tech, and Murray State, it doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things, but it does allow you to be like, you know, we're looking pretty damn good. The schedule's not overly tough. We could be undefeated when Notre Dame comes. We could beat Notre Dame. We could do this. We could do that. You don't get to have those types of thoughts, those types of conversations, that type of excitement if you lay an egg in week one or if you go to Indianapolis and get beaten by whatever Indiana team. Strong start, paramount. Not that Brom can't recover if, if we don't have that type of start, but you want to have the types of vibes that have not been present for the last four or five years. We've won two openers in the last six years. That's so depressing. Can you name, I mean, the, can you name the two? Um, I the COVID year we beat Western That's in the right. first game, yep. and then or that the last one was 2017 beating Purdue. Yep, beating Brom himself because 2018 we got yep. smacked by Bama, and we won in 16 over Charlotte. That was the that was the Lamar, Lamar had game. Yeah, 75 touchdowns at halftime. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, because I was thinking, I was like, I started thinking, I forgot about Western for a moment, and I was like. Did we not won an opener since we played Brom? We had college game day with Miami because there was like six teams playing, and then we lost that game by like 20. <laughs> it's college game day with nobody there. It was the weirdest feeling of all time. We were so desperate. Like, I remember that day being so desperate for sports, too. Like, I, I, I like to think that I haven't been as excited as I've been you know, 
long term with football in the last few years. But that day, I, I do remember being like, oh my God, like I'm counting down the hours. I'm, I'm grilling wings. I'm so excited. We're taking, I remember we took going to COVID year, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause we were just, we we're yeah. chomping at the bit for some big time sporting event. Ugh. And like, it was just, it was such that was a one of mine. We scored every possession, right? They yeah. were bombing on us. Yeah, we lost 40. Yeah. It was a letdown. I can't sure. believe we, how did, how did we lose that game by 13? I'm, I think this is like the Air Force game. In my mind, we lost that game 50 to like three. Well, they were in control for like the, like we kept scoring yeah. big touchdowns to like kind of keep it. Somewhat close, but we never got within real striking distance. Yeah, they were up twenty six and a half. Yeah, they were up at one point twenty seven to six. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just kind of. Yeah. I don't, but in my mind, I was like, we lost by about thirteen. I just some reason, yeah, it's like the Air Force game. Like I said, that game we lost by three, right? We lost by three. In my mind, we lost by thirty for some reason. That one, I don't. I, don't, I think you were just you're so the memory of them throwing all over us. Just, <laughs> we should have just lost by. You 30. can't escape. Yeah, it. No, I almost feel better if we had lost by thirty a little bit. We're talking about uh, regional sport. The NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals Game Two is tonight. I, I watched nary a second of the Game One on Saturday. Nice name, nice uh, word, word drop there. Thank you. Uh, but that means very little. Being in Columbus and talking to people, it's amazing to me how much more they like, don't care about the like they love the Blue Jackets. Oh, they do. Oh, they are like all in on the Blue Jackets. Really? Yeah, people are like they don't. Yeah, you know, they they're very much talking about the jackets. There's a lot of crew love up there as well. Okay, yeah, let's throw. But the Blue Jackets, like people, they're dissecting like the, you know, Danny's like there's some Reds fans here. You know, obviously it's it's not Cincinnati, but it's close enough. He's like he's like I try to talk to them. Like all they want to do is talk jackets. They want to talk jackets nonstop. Like they they hired so while we were up there over the weekend, they hired the Maple Leafs old coach. And everywhere we went, every time Danny was introducing us to some of their friends, like they were just. Complaining about hiring this guy. They were bad last year. The Jackets, yeah, they, they finished last. Yeah, twenty five, forty eight, nine. I just looked it up. Remember, because they, then they didn't win the the draft lottery. They got screwed. They got the third pick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the Blackhawks stole it. Yeah, yeah, they, they're all upset about that because uh, they were trying to tank the entire year. They're supposed they made some good off season acquisitions. They had a lot of excitement, but he's Danny's like, I mean, everybody up here just wants to talk Jackets. He's like, Dan, I mean, Danny's now all, all about the Jackets. It's a weird thing, and you never really get that sense until you go. To the places, like it just—I wouldn't have guessed it. I mean, I figured it was some up. I went to—I've been to the arena. Actually, I went and saw WWE pay per view in the arena. Really? I saw, yeah, the first pay per view I went to, which was a horrible pay per view anyway. But um, I went up there, took my buddy's kid up there, and we went to see a pay per view up in that arena. It was, it was nice. Columbus's all time leader in everything is Rick Nash. Who I could have swore was Don Johnson's character in that TV show. I think it was. Wasn't that his name? <laughs> and then with the one with Chich Marion in it. Rick Nash was a beast, though. <laughs> Apparently, he was according to this. Yeah, he was. I mean, he played it. Yeah, it wasn't just Columbus's, but he was. Yeah, they have never been to the Stanley Cup, and they've never made it past the second round. No, they, they, they've not been good since they became a friend. No, I see that. Yeah, at least they stayed there. Could be worse. It could be like Atlanta, who got a team that same year and lost. It. Atlanta's lost like three NHL franchises. Like, I, I, I don't know why they Stop keep giving them to him. At one point, they, they actually their their rate their stadium burned down, and they moved in, and they moved and so they moved away. I think that's when that's when they moved to Calgary and became the Flames. I'm not kidding, by the way. At that, apparently, <laughs> shout out the text line. The, the Sanex robes are green, not gold. Okay. My apologies. I'm, I don't apologize at all for that. At least they got to wear robes. I killed a wear, wear a robe. Yeah, I was right about that. The Atlanta Flames Stadium burned down in 1979, and then they moved to Calgary the next year. They were already the Atlanta Flames. Irony! I, remember when you were asking about the definition of irony? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. 
man. <laughs> that would you feel they won a Stanley Cup? Is it a little bit insensitive for Calgary to keep the name after what happened? I mean, Wouldn't you think you'd have to rebrand? Like most franchises rebrand anyway. If, if ever there was an excuse to rebrand, that would have been the time. I never understood why what what like causes a team to change or keep their name when they move from a city. Like I feel like if you're any if any franchise that moves from one city to the next should automatically just I, don't, I mean you have to change the color scheme maybe like the Titans didn't, but at least change the name. I wonder if the fine folks of Salt Lake City just didn't know that was an option. because Well, the, the NBA in general, you saw that happen. It, the NBA almost never changes it until the Sonics did. Is there a less jazzy place in America than Utah? Is there a less lakier place than Los Angeles? I, I know. Like, it, it's like I mean, it's like back in the day, they just didn't realize that it was not. They're like, oh, I, I didn't know we could do that. I didn't really realize we had to be the jazz. Like they have, the Colorado's like, we're the avalanche. And everybody's like, oh. I mean, the Kings were like in six different cities, and they never changed the team name. Yeah, I mean, from Rochester to Cincinnati to Kansas City to but especially when it's a regionally specific name, when it's specific to that area. Well, like the Clippers. Yeah, you think San, you just, yeah, San Diego Clippers makes sense? It's you know Clippers is a sailing term. Imagine us being like the Louisville 49ers. <laughs> It'd be like, well, or the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I mean, Colts could actually kind of work. Here. I guess it could, but it made more sense in Baltimore. I mean, but like, I mean, I know. The Jacksonville Steelers. Especially, like, if the Titans were going to change their name away from the Oilers, then why didn't you let Houston be the Oilers again instead of the Texans? I don't know. I don't know. Plus, why did Houston get to keep their franchise history when they moved to Tennessee, but the Baltimore was like, oh, no, we're starting all new, and the league was like, yay. I'm just saying that uh, Mike Caldwell from the ja- uh, Jaguars is giving Yasir Abdullah a little bit of love, calling him a fastball, sending him a change of pace from some of the other rushers that the Jags have on the roster. We, no, we had the they question. Need it. They, they lacked pass rushing a little bit last year a lot. Yeah, we had the question last week from somebody who was like, how many of the, like, like which ones of the, the Louisville players who were drafted this past year do you think are going to make rosters? I think Diaby and Abdullah, I'm not saying they're locks. I feel very confident that both of them are going to make their respective rosters. Like, Yaya is needed in Tampa. I think Yasir is needed in Jacksonville. I think both those guys. I mean, Yaya's intangibles and his skill set is, is off the charts. Yasir's just a, I hate to use football cliches, he's just a football player. Like, he just, he, he made insane plays all season last year when we needed him to. I think both those guys are going to not just make teams, but get reps this year, get legitimate big time reps. I know the, the one guy's still out there, uh, Ngakwe, he's uh, had like 10 sacks last year at the Colts. Jacksonville's, despite the fact that they had a very messy breakup when he was there, have been very heavily rumored to be going after him in, in this offseason. You think that, I mean, would that affect Yasir? Uh, not, it depends. Uh, the problem with him, though, is at this point in his career, he's pretty much primarily just a pass rusher. So if, if he wants to be able to get his foot in the uh, door, he's going to have to show some against, against the run and being a guy that can play the first and second down. I don't know if he can, but he would have, that's something he would have to do. I haven't seen because th- those two guys I've seen like clips from and people talking about them. I have not seen much, and maybe it's just because I haven't have just missed it about Keytrail Clark in Arizona. I don't, I don't know if he's getting some love or if uh, how they feel about him. I know he was a big standout during Senior Bowl workout week and became like a a guy that the draft dudes loved. But, I mean, you've got rookies that showing up to mini camps right now, but it's all it is is pretty much right. rookies. I mean, especially rookies trying to make a name. I haven't seen his name floating anywhere, but, I mean, Arizona's got so much mess to deal with right now. I mean, I, it, yeah, I would think if somebody's doing anything decent, they would want to publicize it because everything else has been all negative in Arizona right now for my man uh, Gannon. I Twitter searched his name. I hate when this happens. Like some 
account changed their name to Keychaw Clark fan. So when you Twitter search Keychaw Clark, it's just this dude's tweets and like nothing yeah. else. You can't find anything. Else. I don't know. I'm I'm being glad that he's got somebody such a fan of him. He actually changed his Twitter account. I'm happy for him, but it's bad for me trying to get news. Try, trying to see if anybody's <laughs> discussing the actual player himself. This guy tweets a lot, so it's not great. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, I think hey, UK what. sold out for their game tonight. I saw that earlier today. UK, Indiana, 6 o'clock. Uh, you cannot listen to it here. Not on our airwaves. But uh, you can listen to it somewhere. I don't know. I think I saw UK fans kind of flipping out because it was only on ESPN+. Plus. Is that? I don't know if that's right. No way. They would put that in elimination game? I, did, I think there are a couple elimination games, though. Wouldn't you, it be on ESPN, uh, SEC Network at least? You can't do it. ESPN's got the TV rights for all the college baseball games. Yeah, but Kentucky's almost always on ESPN. No, the, the game against IU was on ESPN Network, uh, SEC Network. Was it? Yeah, that's why I, I watched it. they're allowed to have. No, it was on there because I, I, the reason I remembered it being on was I, I stopped on ESPNU and a game was in rain delay. So they were showing four games in, in small corners. When I saw that game, I was like, oh, wait, this has got to be on SEC Network. And it was. It was on SEC Network. Well, the, it looks like the first game was on ESPN. Okay, well, the first game wasn't against IU, though. The, well, they played, they played IU twice. Yeah. They, they played Indiana, lost to them. Beat, Saturday was – was it Saturday? Then I, I they played Ball State, then they lost to Indiana, then they beat West Virginia and beat Indiana again. And Does, it looks like this game is on Watch ESPN. I mean, that's kind of – I mean, I that guess – suck. Yeah. I, I think one of ours, like, elimination games was on Watch ESPN back in the day. I'm seeing now your, your pool question. I'm, I, I'm sorry, but – you had, I almost had to think about it. I, I forgot there was even a pool in that scene. In what scene? Fast Times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not, I'm, I mean, not to be like pervert over here, but I mean, literally, who watches that movie and thinks about the pool? I mean, I think you think that she's getting out of a pool. I, my mind stopped as soon as she said, you, always, you know, I always thought you were cute. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, to clarify, yeah, tonight, Indiana is. Looks like as of right now, it's just ESPN Plus on, on for TV. That sucks. That's kind of suck. Six o'clock. That comes on right after we're done. Yeah. Six o'clock first pitch. I wonder what game what trumped them. Who knows? Um, looks like Coastal Carolina and Duke, <laughs> and then LSU. I guess it depends on LSU, Oregon State. They're playing at least one game today. They could play two if Oregon State wins the first game. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, go, go. <laughs> Knock them out. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. Text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Monday edition here on 1450 and 961-1. Final segment here uh, of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 The Big X. Reminder, if you miss any portion of any Rutherford Show, you can always listen via podcast. Uh, I always retweet it on Twitter. You can also follow uh, 1450 The Big X on Twitter. Yeah. I think it's Big X Sports Radio on Twitter. Uh, if you listen to Friday's show where I don't ever say anything about Dublin. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, you can also just search whatever podcast you use, whether it's Apple, Spotify. Uh, just search Big X. You'll find every episode of this show of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and Spears on Sports as well. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for Kentucky Roll Call, 
Search them. They got their own page. They fancy. Happy birthday to TJ's uh, beautiful wife, Hannah, today. She's a Cardinal fan. Yes, she is. Every time I always kind of we follow each other on Instagram, and every time I see a picture, she was rocking like the Home Field Apparel 1980 National Champion shirt the other day. She's a big Browns fan too. And I always just want to hold off commenting. I'm like, <laughs> you married so much better than you deserve. Uh, but I, I, I held <laughs> off. But happy, happy, happy birthday to you. Uh, go Cards. We love you. Uh, I think does it? Do you see more often when you talk when you see a couple with two with a U of L UK separation that usually it's the girl that's the U of L fan and the guy's UK. No, is it the other way around? Uh, maybe I, it's just because I'm going by TJ and Nick, who are both married to U of L fans. I've got both. I'm trying to think. Of, like out of my best friends, I two off the top of my head are married to UK fans. So like my two like best friends, including Danny, which well, is a Michigan fan, though. is a Michigan fan, and then Weber, my best friend, uh, his. Wife is a diehard Michigan fan too. Like they're both from it. It's, it was very strange. And in the first year, they both got married the summer of 2012. So in the first year they were married, Louisville played Michigan in the national championship game in <laughs> basketball, which was not ideal for anybody. No, but, but then that is that's very strange. Weird, yeah. But, I just, but usually when you see a UVA and UK fan in a relationship, that they're so I don't know why. Again, maybe I'm just going by KRC, but like I, I just think it's usually like the girl that's UK UVL and the guy that's UK. Yeah, I mean honestly, like I, I, everyone in, that I'm thinking of now. Is the guys U of L and the girls UK? Really, I've got four now that I'm thinking of. I can't think of wow. one. I, I guarantee there's another one on the on the other foot where the guys UK. I guess I just don't know enough people. I don't know enough people than you, as you do. I don't know. I'm just thinking of thinking of my core group of friends. But also, like a lot of them have wives that are like they're UK fans, but they don't really like they're not like diehard about it. Is this because they went to UK? Some of them, I mean, some of them were, were are UK fans that just like you know, grew up liking it. Like, I know a, f- I have a few female friends who are just really, really diehard UK fans, and like, that's the ones where like I don't know, like I, I could marry you if you were eh, like I, I kind of root for them or whatever. If it was a diehard thing, it'd be tough. No, I, I know that people say beggars can't be choosers, but I I would I I, I don't think I I could stay with you if she's a diehard UK fan. I did like one of my friends. Uh, he's very too, she, she's awesome. Uh, her name is Jenna. And we were talking like a few years ago before they got married, and he's like, "I can't believe I can't get you to convert." Like she, she does like a UK phone and all this stuff, and she's like, "You know, my my friends all call me Ron," and she's like, "Well, I mean, if you were like Ron or something, I'd probably start cheering for you." <laughs> and he was like, "What the hell?" He's like, "You won't." He's like, "You won't just do it out of love?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm trying to think. I if appreciate I will, that. I think it would make me dump a girl quicker. UK or Cowboys fan? That'd be tough because I really despise. You both. hate the Cowboys. I do with a passion. What if they were? Um, who's that referee that you hate? Oh, Carl Sheffers. What if they're Carl Sheffers fans? <laughs> no one's a Carl Sheffers. Carl Sheffers family doesn't even like Carl Sheffers. <laughs> She's like, I have a weird little king. I'm actually big into officials. It's the only thing I care about in sports. My guy is Carl Sheffers. It's like, well, Trevor was arrested for murder last night. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably get over as long as she didn't want to bring it into like kinkiness and like make you dress up like Carl Sheffers. Call me Carl. Um, <laughs> wear a striped shirt to bed, please. Well, I would do some kinky stuff. I don't know if I'd go that far. Extend <laughs> the game, Carl. Five two. I'm gonna throw the flag. <laughs> Here's you're off sides. I'm gonna make this end faster than it should, just like Carl. You ready to get rough and faster? Fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. Got about fifteen minutes to get your thoughts in if you want to hear the merit. Texas, when did Glenville break the news about the existence of aliens? Have you seen the story from today? Oh, good Lord. Somebody alien. I saw I saw a UFO trending earlier. They, it was right below Pittman and Sean Kingston, though, so I didn't know how to take it seriously. Yeah, there's 
basically like the unclassified information now is saying like the government, not just our government, but like multiple governments, having their possession like cra- pieces of crafts that are not from this world. Like they're they're gonna slowly start leaking the information that like this is we know like we're not alone and see. I know we're not alone. You're over there. I'm over here. I mean. A military whistleblower claims there's a secret UFO retrieval program within the government that has recovered non-human origin technical vehicles. Uh, vehicles. I mean, anything can be a UFO. I mean, you could have just a, a, a drone as UFO. I mean, technically, well, UFO Trev, to... you're just overlooking the non-human part of that description. Well, a drone isn't human. It's created by humans. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> well, then who created it? I don't know. A machine. Yeah, look at that. No, who what do you got for me on that one, buddy? I'm not stopping because you're right. I'm stopping because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who created the machine that created the machine? Well, we're going to keep going down the rabbit hole? Exactly. I mean, the, it's human origins of all these things. The, the whole big thing here is that these they have vehicles that were not created by humans, not that are not of this world. And apparently they're going to start leaking this information. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Like... Believing, believing in UFOs and aliens, like silly as me believing I'll find true love. I'm surprised that you don't. I mean, it's, you're pretty open-minded with some things. Like, you know, we know that there's like now billions of, of galaxies out there that we just can't know anything about, and you think that we're the only intelligent life form anywhere in all of these. I wouldn't use word, I wouldn't galaxies. say we're, we're intelligent, but well, by I mean, our description, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in aliens. Well, I don't believe in ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts. No, I thought you were a ghost guy. I know TJ is. I'm not a ghost guy. I think I think there's some interesting things that I don't I don't know for sure. But if you're asking me, do I believe in, you know, he still gets mad at me because we went on that like ghost thing one time out in like Covington, and I just I I, I didn't mean to act like I was mocking them, but yes, you did a little bit. Did you? There's a part of me that kind of did. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't there. I know nothing, but I can guarantee that that was a lie. What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my intention. Look at how you just handled the UFO news. <laughs> if you want to be uh, idiots. <laughs> I mean, there was cool stuff I liked about this place. Uh, it was Bobby something. I've heard it was called in Covington. It's supposed to be haunted, haunted bar. But, like, I was more intrigued by the fact that it used to be, like, a gambler's club for, like, gam- uh, gangsters back in, like, the 20s. Like, that was, and there was, like, paychecks, like, stubs and stuff from, like, the 1930s and stuff still in the, like, hidden in the basement and things. Ooh. Yeah, it was kind of some cool stuff down there. I, that was intriguing to me. Not like, this place is haunted. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Can, can you show me again the mechanical bullet you all bought from uh, 8 Seconds? Texas Trevor, to answer some of your questions, political scientists actually make robot politicians. Al Gore was the first one to run for president. <laughs> Trump was the first one to be president. If you ever notice that Trump has an orange hue, that's rust. It's gotten really bad, and it makes him perform erratically, sometimes like a Max Headroom crack addict. He's set the, he's set the political scientist profession back <laughs> immensely. Who else was, I mean, was, was Gore the first one they did? I mean. Yeah, those political scientists. It, years and years of technology. I would have guessed maybe like, like Ford was one robot maybe. Well, they would have had to prepare for that because he wasn't supposed to be president. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Texas Trevor would ruin uh, Taylor Swift because Taylor would fall in love with him and would never be able to write another breakup song. Oh no! I she would be. I'd, she would. Have to, she'd get like two albums out of it. 
She's already got. She's already. She's made six CDs about breaking up. No, she hasn't. That's an old. You get mad about people having old, outdated Taco Bell jokes. That's an outdated Taylor Swift. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Taco Bell jokes. But the, the, how much it costs? Remember, you get. You're like it's so lazy. They've changed oh, their yeah. prices. It's not cheap. Well, and I never thought it was lazy. It's the same thing with Taylor Swift now. I thought that was ridiculous to say that you couldn't. It was to spend that much. There was. Yeah. I don't know. I've had multiple people like since that that debate call me and be like, "Dude, you weren't kidding." <laughs> It has to. Have, no, you were right. Yeah. When you looked at those prices, like I didn't really because I don't. Like if go you want to, can you much. buy a bunch of blue less than like ten bucks? Yeah, but you can it's do not that. Not the way it used to be. Yeah, here. but you can do that almost anywhere if you're just going to get like the cheap dollar menu stuff. I People mean. should not date uh, doubt your your Taco Bell. Or fast food in general. Yeah, like that is my wheelhouse. People. Texas says, would uh, <laughs> would Trevor crush Taylor's spirit or just like physically crush her? Oh, she'd have to be on top. I don't have the, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, I could be there, but I mean, if I fall. I don't want to picture it. (laughs) (laughs) Texas, did did Trevor say Cheech Marion? What did I screw up? Well, it's Marin. Oh, is it Marin? Yeah. That explains the dirty look he gave me when I met him. (laughs) (laughs) He used his last name? No. Who uses their last name when you meet somebody? Hi, Cheech Marion. If you met, do when you met celebrities, do you say their full name when you meet them? No. <laughs> do, you, do you just call them Mister Something, or do you call them like their first name only? Yes. Like your friend. That's a good question. Like when you meet a celebrity, what do you, what's the etiquette? Are you Russell from Stillwater? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> On my, my better, better days, days. I, I am jinx. Russell from Stillwater. <laughs> you just want want to come with us to some good Topeka people, man. Having a good time. <laughs> uh, like on the because a lot of times when people if people see me, which they'll be like you. Mike Card Chronicle, and I always want to be like, yes, on my better days, I am Mike. Yeah, but then, like, nobody will ever. I feel like nobody's gonna get the reference, and I'll just sound like the biggest ass of all time. For what it's worth, the first time I ever said I was just joking, and you pulled up next to me at the old studio, the old studio. Yeah, like it's under the old studio to us, and uh, I was like, hey, you're Mike. Well, I do that to people a lot, just to tease them, and then you did that, and I, I who love almost famous. Like that's when we were gonna be friends. I was like, that's yeah. No, that I knew we were gonna be friends when you said when. Lightning crashes. Lightning crashes was gonna play. I was like, the, no one. I didn't think I was the only one ever would get that reference. open. <laughs> I wanted to play it when Virginia was born. Got nixed. Didn't happen. Uh, maybe the worst song to play for makeout. <sighs> what would be the worst makeout? The placenta. Is I mean, it might be top ten. Is there a song worse? The to most play? intense song about placentas falling. What's the worst play? mood song to play when you're trying trying to hook up? <laughs> There's one for tomorrow's show. <laughs> Three o'clock. We'll come back to it. I know. Texas, did either one of you all see Into the Spider-Verse? Because I just saw the new one over the weekend, and it was great. This could end up being the best trilogy ever once the next one comes out next year. Is this the movie? Th- I've seen a lot of people going crazy about, I guess, like, this could be the best whatever, like, superhero, super movie, uh, right up there with the, you know, one of the Star Wars and... Uh, end game. Like my problem is th- this is an in- and I I fully admit this. I'm not dogging it. It's not like I dislike it or anything. But the the Marvel movies, the DC universe, like all it, it's an area of the world that I know is insanely popular, mm-hmm. and I just don't have. I've seen a few of the movies, but I just don't. I'm not in. I was never a comic book kid growing up. I'm sure I would like them, but I just I haven't seen very many of them. I I, I don't even know that this movie was coming out. Uh, I didn't either. I last last Spider-Man movie I saw was the really awful one with Lloyd as the Sandman, and I haven't watched one since. Well, I don't know what that is. That was the. I don't watch the reboots half the time. Like I, I, I love how they like the only reboot I guess I did watch was First Class, but 
X-Men, because I do love X-Men, but, like, I love how they just make three movies or something. Like, we're just going to change all the actors and reboot it now. And Usually the third one's pretty awful in those. I haven't seen the new Star uh, Spider-Man. I don't think, are they on, like, their third or fourth Spider-Man by now? We said it, it could be the best trilogy when the, ne- when the next it's, one comes out. Their, so I'm assuming this is the second one. This is the third trilogy, I think, they've done for Spider-Man. Oh, I just know because the Tobey Maguire one—that's been on like twenty years now. The Tobey Maguire one, the original, was my senior year of high school, so it was twenty years. Yeah, ago. that's and that I think, was when I feel like this started becoming a thing. I mean, that was and that was the one that was the third one that I saw because I saw the first Spider-Man. I thought it was okay, um, and the second one was okay, and then the third one was awful. I'm with you though. I I just don't get into. I saw a commercial yesterday for the uh, the movie The Flash, and I mean after the trailer, I was like, this movie just looks putridly awful. I mean, so the ones, like, some of the ones that I've seen, I like. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I liked Guardians 1 and 2. I'm looking forward to seeing 3 when it comes on streaming. Same. I liked Iron Man, the uh, original. I liked the first one, the second one. I did not one. like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was awful. I, I liked Black Panther. It was okay. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. The problem with like Black Panther was like a lot of them, like, it, it was like majority like the Avenger movies. I just like, I feel like it's I'm watching the same movie in every one. I think they're all shot the same. They're the same. Mm. I mean, it's all just repeat and, and rinse. And, See, I haven't seen it enough to really... Get that, get that thought. I didn't get into. I tried to watch Doctor Strange, didn't get into it. I tried to watch Captain America, didn't get into it. I did like the first Ant Man. Second one I thought was awful though. Texas says, "Why is Weber your best friend?" Now I feel bad for all your other friends. He's my best friend. I mean, personally, I was the one most offended by that statement. I mean, I was. I thought I was your best friend. We've been best friends for a long time. He was. I, he was my best man. My wedding. I was his best man. I just didn't know you then. That's why. Well, maybe I can be your best man at your wedding. I'd give a hell of a speech. I gave a great speech at his wedding. I know that. Did you? I've never been a best man. I had two I have two really good friends. One refuses to marry and the other eloped. Mm. So I've lost like my best man chances. Oh, I do need this though. My LML wedding. I think I need to f- tell him by tomorrow whether I'm going or not. Am, am I bringing some am I bringing a listener with me or not? To what? To my buddy Dave's wedding. I have we talked about this? Yeah, remember I said we should do a contest and see if someone wants to be my plus one? When's the, the wedding? Then we got in a whole argument over whether it's called plus one or and one. Oh, you, you said and one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, now you remember. Is the wedding in town? Yeah, it's on a Friday, like in September. But I'm supposed to like send in the invitation by tomorrow. <sighs> to whether I'm, I'm going solo or whether I'm going at all or whether I'm bringing somebody. Somebody go to this wedding with Trevor. Like, is that, like, is it weird to take a, like, I can't take a dude, right? That's weird. To. I don't care. That, it, if you, I, I think most weddings, especially if it's like a friend, if you, Let's say you started dating somebody next month. By the time like, September came around, I think if you were like, hey, can I bring this person to the, the wedding, they'd be cool with it. Like I, I don't know. I saw that was a big, big to-do in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, again, TV and, and movies are not life. Like I, One of my first friends to get married, and I think people, I'm sure some people can relate to this. When you have that first friend that gets married kind of early in their 20s, it's like that wedding is it's going to be very, very drunk. Like you've just been waiting to be like the wedding party. At one, like, I was, my friend Amy, she got married. And, like, I would, when I first sent the RSVP and all that stuff, like, I was not dating Mary, but then we were dating when the wedding rolled around. I was like, can I bring her? And she was, she was very cool with it. I, I'm assuming if the same thing happened with your friend, they'd be cool with it. So if I just send in, like, no and one now, but I want to add one later? Yeah. But... Bring the professor. Who's the professor? And one. Oh. Plus, I've, I haven't been to a lot of weddings. I've only been, I've been, sadly, more funerals than weddings, but, I mean, it's six and one half dozen anyway. I just, I've never been to one that, like, is anything like a, a television or movie wedding I've been to. I'm disappointed by that. Even though TJ's wedding was pretty cool because he did have the uh, the all-you-can-eat pretzel thing from the office there. That's good. 
Yeah, that I mean, so that kind of was like TV, I guess. I like weddings. I haven't had a good wedding in a while. Plus, I've never been to a bachelor party. Though. That's where I think I should shine. Yeah, you could shine. I had one opportunity to go to one a couple like a couple years ago, but then I had to go out of town. And well, those listeners invited you last year. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. I was like, but, yeah, but it's Cincinnati. That's where my was. <laughs> I know. I'm, 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 I, I still feel sorry for you about that. It was a good time. I enjoyed my bachelor party. Like Nick's bachelor party was in New Orleans, and it was like every every stereotype of bachelor party you could get. I went from to, where they put a bunch of dildos in his back in his bag at the airport, and yeah, he had to wear a dress through security. We went to a New Orleans bachelor yeah. party. It was it was a that's, lot, that, a that, lot for sure. Is that allowed to say on the air, by the way? Yeah, probably not. Probably. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that a bad thing? <laughs> Texas says billions of galaxies, but aliens are impossible. Come on, Trevor, it's possible. Texas says, Trevor, do you hate the Cowboys or just hate the Five Rings? They're a handful, I know. Ooh, they were, Oh, that's right. I forget. I have to pull the. It's been a long time. It's been so long. All right, we got like two yeah, minutes one here. playoff win in the last 30 years. Two minutes here. We're going to rip through these. All right. Texas, Trevor the second. She mentions she's a Carl Sheffers fan. and There's an image of hold up this flag on the play. <laughs> Texas, after hearing Trevor talk about aliens, I have to get his opinion on would he rather be in deep space or deep ocean as discussed on the podcast. I okay, we had a question. Which is scarier, space or, or, or the ocean? Which would you say? I mean, I'd be dead if I'm floating in the ocean. I mean, it's, it's, which is just scarier for your mind, like space, ocean, ocean is. Yeah, well, yeah, I said ocean too. I said space. I, I think it's because that movie where the two people are just floating there. That would be terrifying. And then they they, they both end up dying. Texas had any other player had a bigger downfall than Andre Corbello. He went from being one of the best players in the Big Ten to playing at Southern Miss. I will thump my chest over this one. I called it from day one. I told Greer he was going to suck. And, and then when. Um, uh, oh, God, who was the, the really good point guard at Illinois three years ago who ended up going pro? Um, wherever he left. And they were like, Andre Corbello is going to be fine. I'm like, I'm like he's going to be terrible. He's not – you can't rely on him or anything. A rare Rutherford victory. Thumping my chest on that one. <laughs> Texas says they're, uh, they're talking about the new animated Spider-Man movies. This isn't part of the universes. They're on their own. See, I don't – I just – I don't know. I don't know. I never watched the Batman animated either. That's, that's so much loved. The old like TV show? Yeah. Oh, I watched that. I used to watch the X-Men on Fox, but I never watched Batman. I don't know why I just never got into it. I never got into Batman in general. It's never been my thing. Texas Gerald Ford was an alien, not a robot. The first alien in Men in Black was based on him. The more you know. Was it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Texas sounds like you guys like Marvel and not DC. I guess. I don't even know which ones are which. I don't. I can tell you right now, the, the ones I love the most are the, tel- the, the, ori- the early Netflix series, like on Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, Luke Cage, those, especially the first two seasons of each of them, is awesome. That's the best stuff to watch. All right, if we didn't get to your text, our deepest apologies. We'll try to do better tomorrow. But tonight, 8 o'clock, TNT, Panthers-Golden Knights game two. Vegas leads one nothing after game one on Saturday. TK, who you got? Vegas, baby! I, I think Vegas is going to win the series. I'm going to say Florida pulls even tonight. Were you talking about Oyo DeSamuno, whatever his name was? Ayo DeSamuno, thank yeah. you. Who I love. I can't believe I just forgot his name. I, I can't believe I, you couldn't pronounce Ayo. his name. I would assume it. <laughs> Beast. Love him. All right. Uh, everyone have a fantastic Monday night. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll see you then. Go Cards. Big city going to